Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Clockwork Cantina. I am one of your hosts, Josh902, and this is the other host of the show. I'm DT3. What's going on, everybody? Let's go. What is up, guys? I uh, The moment I, I, I changed everything over, I dropped a billion frames. So sorry for the little bit of lag that's happening at the moment. It will straighten out. Um, Yeah, today we'll be talking about Marvel's Secret Invasion uh, in the second half of the show. In the first half of the show, we have our usual news and things and stuff going on. Also, we did not have a show last Monday due to some things that I will talk about happening uh, in the in what we've been up to. Because, boy, it's oh. a doozy if you don't know the story. Um, uh, but, yeah, DT, uh, anything to say or do before we get started? Anything I may have forgotten because it's been like a week since we did this show? I don't show? know. It's been, it's been a couple weeks since we did this. I don't even... if. Uh... It feels like it's been a, a while, to be honest. It feels like it has, doesn't it? We we, we but we've yeah. only missed a week, right? We didn't miss. Did we miss two weeks? Am I am I, am I on crack? Did I forget? I'm not on crack, but I don't know. I think I. Uh, yeah, I had no power, and then we did last run in the week before. So anyway, I want to make sure we didn't skip two weeks and I didn't fuck something up. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and just hop into it, DT. What have we been up? What 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 you been up to, buddy? What, what what you been going? What's been going on? What's 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 happening? Um, gaming wise, uh, Fortnite seven days. Although seven days, I I really, I think last time I we were here, I mentioned how I had really kind of cooled down on that. Yeah. Uh, played some Payday two. Add a key for this game called Sticky Business that I tried out. I finally beat Assassin's Creed Unity on stream. Thank goodness for that. Uh, Remnant 2, been playing a lot of that as well since it came out. Uh, and that's been pretty cool. Uh, I played a little bit of Rocket League for the first time in like forever. Like years. Mm -hmm. uh, played a little bit of Valorant as well. And then... With the with the release of Nicolas Cage on Dead by Daylight, I've been brought back into the world of DVD. So I've been playing that a little bit. Uh and that's been honestly honestly not not it's been it's been kind of fun. So uh, you know, sometimes I feel like you just need a big break from a game before yeah. you get back into it. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's those the games I've been playing. TV show wise, I mean, obviously besides uh, Secret Invasion that we're gonna be talking about. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, Funny finished Carnival Row season one, so that's been cool. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, not much else TV show wise to be honest. Sorry for that. Gotcha. There's like a bunch of other stuff I need to do, but yeah, just you know, or watch rather, but I just haven't. Um, movies I've been watching, of course, a lot of movies as, as per usual. Uh, I watched Fury from 2014, Primer from 2004, Sanjuro, uh, the Kurosawa movie, Some Kind of Heaven, this is a documentary from a few years ago, uh, Last Action Hero, Orphan First Kill. 
the Salvation, Lily's Wonderland. Uh, oh, actually, I forgot to mention I did watch that UFO doc on Disney Plus. That was kind of interesting. I I, I kind of fell into a rabbit hole of like UAPs and and all this kind of shit with the with the hearing or and before that and all that. So uh, I watched that and I watched the you know moment of contact and. You know, it's 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 interesting stuff. Uh but continuing on with the movies I watched the Book of Eli Eraser from ninety six, the Arnold movie. Uh the Stephen Curry doc that came out recently. Uh Catwoman Hunted, animated DC movie. Joyride, which was wild. Uh They Clone Tyrone, which also recently came out. And then I watched a super old ass movie from forever ago. Uh, I watched 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea from 1916. And boy, <laughs> that was a trip watching that. I just like, just in general, watching anything, like, like it kind of amazes me. Like, you're watching this thing from like over a hundred years ago, you know, like, like these people are long gone and they, you know, we're out here making movies, obviously, you know, silent film, but just the way that they used to do stuff back then. And, and, and just, it's just interesting. Like just seeing a movie from 1916, that's from so long ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's uh, pretty much been what I've been up to um past couple weeks. Um but yeah. I'm I know you got some stuff to say, so, so right. go ahead. <laughs> <clears throat> so for those of you that were watching me play Final Fantasy sixteen, Yorka was there when this happened. Uh this happened uh on July I think it was the 20th, yeah, because I got power back on the 20th, or sorry, internet back on the 27th, Um, and it was the day before my birthday. Friends, let me tell you that the biggest storm since 1985 hit my county, and I was live on Twitch when it happened, (laughs) so so there there is no, I didn't realize how bad it was. At at one point during the, the, the stream, I was like, oh, it's raining, and I was trying to find that so I could clip it, uh, because I thought it'd be funny to have. And, um, uh, we were playing Final Fantasy 16. We were in the middle of a dialogue and just all the power cut off. And then it, and then it came back on for a minute. <clears throat> so my PC actually booted up. Um, but I realized this is a terrible thing to continue doing. And I turned the PC off. At which point the power went out completely for two days. Two, uh, like, yeah, we got it back on like Saturday the evening, I think. Um, so from my birthday, which was, which I was going to do a birthday stream that I didn't get to do, uh, on (laughs) July 21st, had no power, had no power on the 20th and had no power for most of the 22nd. Um, and they finally got power back on, uh, and which is great because I don't know if you guys have ever tried to sleep when it's 90 plus fucking degrees. I, I know DT probably has, but I it have. is yes, miserable. It's absolutely miserable, isn't it, DT? It's 
awful. It sucks Sleeping so bad. In 90 degree weather at nighttime with no fans, uh, and basically just like leave your window open is just. It's awful. It is not a good time. No. It is not a good time. Uh, so the the whole family was dealing with that, which means that we were kind of like grump, really grumpy with each other for a couple days. Like, obviously we knew, like, we're all going to be grumpy with this, all right? So don't take anything we say with too much, uh, you know, don't put too much stock in it because we're just really annoyed right now at the whole situation. Uh, so heck, I got power back uh, eventually, which was nice. I could... Um, I could play like uh, I could play the switch. I could play the switch without power because it was charged up. I was playing Hades and stuff um, uh, to kill because it's just like it is so weird. And this will go on. I didn't have internet for a week after this, by the way. I didn't get internet back until I think it was the twenty seventh. So I went a whole week cut off from the entire world. Aliens could have landed, and I would not have known it unless they landed in the backyard. Um, you know, like. Uh, so it, it's so, like, weird how much you lose when, when you don't have, like, an outside connection to the world. But it was also, like, weirdly freeing of, like, I have no responsibility right now because there's nothing I can do about it, right? Like, it's like, it, 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 it I had no choice but to go without internet for a week. Like, um, uh, so once I got power back, uh... I played, obviously, on the Switch, I played uh, Hades, which I, I always hop into Hades if I have, like, a power outage. It happens sometimes, so, um, on the Switch. And then once uh, once we got power, we watched sort of movies. Like, I watched, like, the old-ass Planet of the Apes. Like, it was my nephew was, like, watching it for the first time, and it, it, we get to the twist at the end, like, the old, old Planet of the Apes. The, you blew it up, you maniacs, you know, that whole part. And I was like, son, this was... Back in the day, this was the biggest twist in movies. Like, nobody knew this. Um, so we, we've been watching, like, kind of those old-style uh, Planet of the Ape movies to, to kill time when we got power back, which, thank God, we got power back so quickly. Um, so Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Um, Man, them old, them old Apes movies are dope, dude. Like They are. They're, they're so, so much fun. I, honestly, like, this is probably going to be a hot take for a lot of people, but I honestly prefer the the older ones more than the than the like 2010 ones because mm-hmm. no i i agree yeah actually. i just especially the the original original one that to me is still like unbeaten like that's, those masks yeah. and the makeup is for a 1968 film that shit holds up like that looks good the way the actors move their faces to make the mask do things is crazy like even by in by today's standards like uh, it's it's kind of funny that we've all kind of not all but like all the movies have kind of like we're gonna go heavy in the CG and not as much practical effects anymore and like honestly I feel like we lose something when we do that you know like there 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 is definitely like a loss of loss of a little bit of believability when we we lean in the CG so much um, but I I yeah I love those old school Planet of the Apes movies like I grew up watching them I was obsessed with them like I wasn't the only one. When these movies came out, there were people obsessed with them. That's why they have a billion sequels. Like, yeah, some of the sequels are hit or miss, but but they're still fun to watch. Like, I still enjoy them. Um, uh, so, yeah. Well, watch Planet of the Apes, watch Beneath the Planet of the Apes, and I, I'm going to watch the others, too, because it's like, now I want to watch the whole series after watching those right. two. 
Um, the other thing is I have a Blu-ray set. I'll show you guys what I have here. I have it all. I, so another thing I did while uh, the power, well, when the power came back on, but I didn't have internet, is I cleaned everything in here. Like, you guys can't see it because I have the, the background on, but I have cleaned my entire desktops. Like, it is nice in here. They look brand new, right? Like, I've just cleaned. I went through a deep clean of everything. Um, uh, so I have one of these greatest hits uh, movies right here that you can kind of see. It's kind of green screen. There we go. Um, for uh, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and The Magnificent Seven. We watched all three nice. of these while the power was out. Um, because... Uh, right there. Yeah, exactly. Because I was just like... DT knows this because we were roommates at uh, WaveCon, right? I sometimes yeah. have a hard time sleeping if I don't have like something on in the background. But um, unless I'm really, really tired. So uh, I'd, the problem with these movies is that they're so good, I can't help but like watch them while I'm trying to fall asleep. So, uh, but yeah, we watched The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, The Butch Cassidy, and The Sundance Kid, and The Magnificent Seven. I watched all three of those. Um, and uh, they were... God, they're so good if you've never seen them. Like, go watch them. Um, and then we, I also have Terminator 2. Uh, the uh, the Skynet edition, whatever that means. Um, Dang, dude, uh, the Skynet edition? Whoa. Yeah, that's what it says on here. Um, Dang, uh, So it has two versions of Terminator 2 on here, by the way. It has the original version, and then it has a re-release with a bunch of, like, bonus scenes that they added in. Uh, and I watched both of them. Um, presented an explosive 1080p high definition. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, so that... I love Terminator 2. The movie's so good. Like, I, I could watch this over and over again and never get bored of it. It's so good. Um, uh, and then that's pretty much uh, what I did until the power came back. We got the power back... I'm cutting out the boring stuff, which is like, you know, I just sat here, looked out the window, and daydreamed until I had power back, uh, and until I had internet back, uh, and then, uh, and then obviously having to talk with the internet company, that took three messaging uh, opportunities to talk with them through messages, and then also took like three phone calls to get somebody out here because there's storm and all that was crazy, uh, so. They finally did that. And also, they told me, in a way that annoyed me, but also told me, that there is fiber internet all around this, but they don't have it on this specific road. They don't have a terminal on this specific road yet. And they always say the people on like the road are the last people to get it. So that's why I don't have fiber internet here. Mm. And that's like, oh my God, you guys, are, they're like, there's a subdivision that's around me. And they're like, yeah, it has fiber all in there. I'm like, God damn it. Why don't I have it? That's not fair. Come on. I've been here longer. Um, anyway. Uh, when's it going to be my turn? When's it, when's it my time? My time. Anyway. Um, give me what I want. Uh, so yeah, that was the storm stuff. Like once we got internet back, I'll tell you guys, like. The only person I had the chance to talk to, because I, I have a phone, right? But I don't have, like, a plan or anything. I just use the phone for, like, Wi-Fi stuff. Um, the only person I talked to during that whole time is our, our friend Juan, Fam V, if, and hangs out in the chat sometimes. Um, <clears throat> I messaged him with my mom's phone, because she has a phone plan. It's like, 
he messaged me back and I was just like <clears throat> bombarding him with messages because I had nobody to talk to other than family, right? And you can only talk to yeah. your family for so long before you like you gotta go hide somewhere and and like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can only be with somebody for so long before you kinda wanna be uh not around them anymore. Um so I was just bombarding him with messages. Um, but once I got internet back, man, it was so good to, to get back with the crew again and, and talk with everybody and prove that I am indeed alive. I did not, I did not die. Uh, I, I, I live, I live, I'm alive. Um, but yeah, uh, that was kind of like why there's been no streams. That's why there was no show last week, uh, for a podcast because I had no internet. I had... I felt so bad not being able to message. D of course, DT knew what was going on by the point that it happened, but I still like think like I I I'm like if something happens, I message him and I message like the tabletop crew if I can't be there. Like, hey, I don't have power, internet, or whatever. But I had no way really to do that this time. Um, so yeah, that's why there were like no shows for Blasters and Bandits, no show for podcast last week. And it was a uh, it was an ordeal. I'll tell you that it was uh, it was a little rough, a little rough. I haven't. I think that's the longest I've gone without power, like two days without power in a very, very, very long time. And that's definitely the longest I've gone without internet in many years. Um, but yeah, I came back uh, and getting back into the swing of things, trying to get caught up on everything too, like because a week without any of that stuff, it's like you lose so much. I came back and, and Twitter's not Twitter anymore. All right, it's X now, or whatever the fuck. Which whatever, yeah, that's stupid. It's X, dude. You're gonna, uh, gonna zed all, gonna zed on the X or what? No, I'm not. I, and well, I guess I am because I don't have any choice. Uh, I'm just waiting. Here's <laughs> what I'm waiting go. for. I'm waiting for all the social media. I'm waiting for the social media things to battle it out, right? And then I'm just gonna go with a winner, all right? Cause I'm not swapping really mm. yet at the moment. Like obviously, I'll try to reserve names and things, but I'm like. I'm just waiting for all the dust to settle so I can just go to the best one once this is over. Because I'm too old to be swapping around the six million different things. Uh, uh, yeah, I... Uh... It's a whole, whole thing. Um, they came back and somebody... Uh, <laughs> somebody was talking about aliens or something. I still haven't gotten the full rundown on that oh, what that was about um that whole like i, I, I kind of talked about it briefly a little bit earlier, yeah that whole hearing and stuff man it's, it's a rabbit hole dude i fell down that rabbit hole it was i missed it's, all it's, of that it's, it's, it's fascinating stuff man like some of it maybe sounds a little outlandish but like i don't know dude i don't know some, some <laughs> of that stuff i'm like i could i could you totally know, uh maybe we should do a conspiracy theory episode or not dude. even conspiracy theory but like you dude. know what i mean like <laughs> we should talk. I'm, dude, I'm down for an episode. Man. All right. Yeah, put it on anyway. the calendar. <laughs> uh, we'll do that. make it happen. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, fucking aliens could have landed and I wouldn't have known it because I was fucking. <laughs> I, I joked. I joked with the guys. I said, what if I come back and, like, you guys were like, yeah, there's aliens and all this happened while you were gone? I'd be like, nah, you're full of shit. And I'd be like, but what if it actually happened? Did you imagine? Oh my god, um, but yeah, uh, to continue on because I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on me. Uh, yeah. I watched Joyride uh, with the crew. That was that movie is so funny. Like I was losing my shit. Like 
it's 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 funnier than I thought it was going to be, and actually a little bit more uh, have a little bit more heart than I thought it was going to. So mm-hmm. good uh, good movie. Recommend it. Don't recommend it if you have kids around, but uh, I mean, it, yeah, it's a raunchy comedy. Um, but yeah, um, Punch Club Two. I picked up Punch Club Two last night. You guys know I was playing the first Punch Club and uh, uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, so I picked up the second one. And I'm having fun with it so far. I played a little bit. DT I think saw me playing it a little bit last night. Yeah. Full of full of references and and things to to stuff. And <clears throat> the other, the last thing I've been doing this last week is. Uh, our friend Paula and I have been talking about uh, just tabletop stuff in general. And I was telling her about this uh, D&D game I want to run at some point in the future. And we just started world building stuff together. So we've... we've uh, The past few days I've built... Uh, I can look, actually. Let me look at my Google Sheets. I'll tell you. My Google Docs, rather. Not Sheets. I'm not using Sheets. I'm using Docs for this. Uh, I've built, we have built, rather, um, the main page that kind of talks about the campaign, and I've built, we've built out four major factions slash houses, noble houses, over the past few days, and it is, I joked with her, I said, once we're done with this, we'll fucking put it in a book, I'm like, we'll just have our own... We'll have a setting book of just an interesting place to play a tabletop RPG game. Uh, so I've been doing that stuff, and it's a, it's a lot of fun uh, to do just when I have some downtime, work a little bit on it, and, and move on to... Once my brain is, like, dried out, move on to something else for a little while. It's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, not not going to put this in my notes, but goddamn, I can't wait for Baldur's Gate 3 as well on uh, on the 3rd. Like, I'm going to be... I'm going to be crazy playing that game, so... That's all I've been up to. That's that's it. That's the lot. That's that's it, man. Uh, that is it. DT, if that's all we got for the what we've been up to, what do you say we hop on into the gaming news, bud? I'm ready, dude. Let's make it happen. All right, I have swap screens. We are in the gaming news. <clears throat> all right. First thing that we have today is that Overwatch 2 is going to be heading to Steam real soon. Uh, on August 12th, Blizzard announced. Uh, other Blizzard titles also along are going to be on the way. The first of which will be Overwatch 2. Uh, in a blog post, um, they explained that it wants to ex- they want to expand their reach to players beyond its proprietary PC launcher. Uh, it believes the free-to-play Overwatch 2 is the best game to kick off this major shift in the PC release strategy. Uh, there's no word on what other games are coming to Steam, but they say that they will announce them when the time is right. Uh, Battle.net is the home of all of our PC players, and over the years, we've evolved our platform to support updated technologies, capabilities, and our community's expectations. But as we've evolved, the industry has evolved to two. Gaming is no longer just for specific communities, as it was when Battle.net launched over two decades ago. Gaming is for everyone, and though we remain committed to continually investing and in supporting the Battle.net, we want to break down the barriers to make it easier for players to find and enjoy our games. 
Um, though you will still need a Battle.net account to play Overwatch 2 on Steam, as you do on all platforms. It will run directly to the storefront instead of simply acting as a middleman to, to run Battle.net. As confirmed by Blizzard President Mikey Barra on Twitter, or X, I guess, uh, players will have access to the features of Battle.net, such as crossplay, but will reap the benefits of Steam, such as earning achievements. Blizzard states this move will not affect those who simply choose to play Overwatch 2 through Battle.net. Um, but yeah, this is uh, good news for Steam users who are interested in playing Blizzard games, but don't want to have to download another PC launcher to play them. Um, so yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Um, We'll see what other games end up jumping over, like Diablo 4 or WoW or anything like that. But if you had to guess, Josh, what what other games do you think Blizzard will move over to uh, Steam as well now that Overwatch 2 is <clears throat> headed over? I think they'll throw their classic games on there if they're not already on there. Um, like uh, the Warcraft 3 Reforged, I don't think is on there. You know, that remake as well. Um, the Diablo 2 HD thingamajig or remake i think it's hd remake thingamajig i don't remember exactly what it's called but that'll probably end up there if it's not already um and maybe they'll just throw some of their old like really old classic ones on there i I mean uh, yeah yeah that's that stuff okay yeah I, i could see that um there's there's a lot of stuff that they could could add on there as for what i think is going to be next i that's a good question man i don't like i don't know how soon they want to add diablo 4 on Steam, i'll be right back dt you, know? you keep going yeah and then as far as what other games they could do i mean i think the call of duties are already on steam so that was kind of like the first sign of their uh being you know games that are going to be moved over there but um or not move, but also joining uh, Steam. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah, no. You're good. I'm just trying to think of, like, because th- there, there are some games more recently mm-hmm. that obviously are on Bnet and not on Steam. So I'm trying yeah. to think of, like, what are maybe some more recent ones that they could do, you know? But I, I totally see what you mean as with the uh like you know, older uh you know, games like like it'd be cool if uh, fucking Warcraft three made it on there, you know? Yeah. Um <clears throat> that I guess for like for like an older one, but um And I was wondering if this is gonna be like <clears throat> if this is like a a way before they're mer or bought by X by Microsoft, right? Like this is kind of like it's all going to be on Steam, but it's also going to be on Game Pass when we get our hands on it, which all that's still ongoing. You know what I mean? Like, this might be a way to appease um, any troubles that might come up. Like, look, it's also available on this. It's not just available on our own thing. It's available on Steam, and it's available on it's standalone Battle.net, and it's available on Game Pass. You know, like, it's uh, that's kind of what my brain was doing a little bit. It was like... I could see, I think everything eventually will make its way on here. Um, 
just because it's a smart move to do. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, I gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, definitely a lot of things they could bring over, but we'll see what they decide on. Um, yeah. Like, and like and like that article said, they'll they'll announce stuff when the time is right or when they feel like it. So it's a waiting game, but it's cool that they're finally bringing stuff over. Because I mean, I don't know for how long we've been saying that. Like, I wish things were just on one fucking, you know, launcher. You know, like Steam instead of having things all over the damn place. But yeah. Uh, anyway, we can move on from that. Uh, let's talk about Gundam Evolution and how that's going to be shutting down in November. So this is another game that I played it for a little bit, but it was just like so it was it was ridiculous. It was absurd, man. Like it was impossible to win. I felt like in that game. Mm um from what i played of it and then like yeah they just a lot it was a i think it was free to play so a lot of it was like you know you have to buy things and it's like well how many people are gonna actually spend money on this game uh when there's so many other games that you could spend money on you know but anyway yeah Gundam Evolution, competitive multiplayer game set within the Gundam universe, is shutting down despite launching less than a year ago in September 2022. Uh, executive producer Kazuya Maruyama shared in a blog post that support for the game will be winding down, although he doesn't provide any specifics as to why. I mean, we can imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But this is what they say. We wanted to create a title that brought FPS fans and Gundam fans together. We challenge ourselves to create an authentic Gundam FPS game that would be uh, played globally. Unfortunately, we have determined that it's no longer possible for us to provide a service that satisfies our players. You know, I wonder why. A live stream detailing the sunsetting roadmap will uh, aired on the 21st. Um, and the services will officially end on November 29th. Until then, uh, Maruyama states that it will still receive updates uh season six arrives on august 23rd and the final season hits on october 25th both seasons will introduce new units and maps uh but yeah i think like i said earlier it's just they there's a whole there's all these games nowadays that are like free to play live service uh you know spend your money on this kind of game which is a lot of what we have nowadays and they just like try them out and then they fail and then it's like oh i wonder why they fail you know it's because every fucking game nowadays wants to do that plan um so i'm not surprised that this one failed but it is kind of crazy how it just lasted less than a year and and I feel like when it came out, there was like a good amount of people playing it and the hype was like kind of there for it. But I mean, I guess that also happens in gaming where it's like, you know, there's a game that releases, everybody talks about it for like a month or two, and then it's just never again, just dies off, you know? And I guess this is one of those ones, you know? Um, like I said, for me, like I tried it out, I played it, but like I literally 
like remember playing it one time with like a friend and then we just went on a big ass losing streak and i'm like this is just not even fun dude like this this is this is rough and then they want you to spend money on this shit so i was like nah i'm good on it even though some of that stuff was cool but i mean the thing with a lot of these like types of games shit's just too much man it adds up too quickly you know but anyway that's uh it's gundam evolution another one bites the dust yeah i don't i forget i don't think you ever tried this one huh i didn't i thought it looked kind of neat i like gundams but yeah. uh it was like an overwatch type game and i'm just not into those really all that yeah, much like an arena shooter yeah yeah like i'll hop on occasionally play something with friends but yeah um so i'm kind of glad i didn't get necessarily invested in it because it seems to be going down oh yes it will be yeah like i like i like those types of games but that one was just i don't know man it was uh it was rough like i said so just gonna uh, move on on to the next thing then um we have five minutes of atlas fallen gameplay to check out so you want to throw that up check this out really quick i haven't seen this yet so this will be yeah, my first time watching it. this Yeah, exactly, Majin. It had it had it had potential, it had promise, but you know, they just didn't didn't handle it right. Alright. Three, two, one, let's go. I'm kinda interested in this, so I hope this looks good. Fallen is an action RPG set in a devastated, sand-covered world, ruled by an almighty and merciless sun god who drains the planet, leaving only dust on the surface. The lands of Atlas are dangerous and mysterious places. They are deadly to errant travelers and you until you find a divine artifact. This gauntlet is infused with the power to shape the sand, which might be just enough to face the Sun God's wrath. Combat in Atlas Fallen starts with this gauntlet, your main source of offensive and defensive capabilities. It only takes a simple button press to cast attacks, and you can equip two main weapons I'll be at honest, the same that, time. That little bit they showed looked kind of cool. Combos. Be versatile with the transforming Doom Cleaver. Unleash long-range strikes the with the Sandman. Or pound enemies with a flurry of fists using the Knuckle Dust. Mix and match any two of your preferred combat styles and watch as each weapon evolves during combat, growing larger and more deadly. The action in Atlas Fallen is fast-paced, agile, and intense. Moving freely on most terrain, you rapidly jump into action, evade attacks, dash through the air, and enjoy truly dynamic gameplay. Bam. 
One of the most unique combat features is the momentum. Every successful attack builds your momentum and grants you the ability to perform special attacks or trigger a wide range of effects in combat. The more momentum you have, the more powerful your weapons become. Be careful, however, as the more your momentum increases, the more damage you take. It's an intricate risk and reward mechanic that constantly encourages you to analyze the fight and choose strategically when to cash in on your potential. Momentum is also heavily tied into playstyle customization in Atlas Fallen. On top of armor sets with different stats to collect and upgrade, and idols to pump up your healing abilities, the game also features more than 150 essence stones to completely shape your own way to play. A sandstorm that blows away everything in its path. A giant hammer falling from the sky. Mine traps. A great swirling kick. A leap forward to rush into action, throwing devastating projectiles to keep your distance. The list goes on and on and on. Every essence stone combination offers a new way to enjoy fighting in Atlas Fallen. Whether you're an aggressive player or you prefer shields, debuffs, and healing, momentum is also cashed out for truly devastating attacks that obliterate enemies. These consume your entire bar, but always deal incredible damage to help you shatter body parts. All these combat tools and abilities will be crucial to face a wide bestiary of wraiths. From packs of small monsters lurking beneath the sand, Damn to sand monsters. bosses with more advanced movesets, combat requires you to adapt and play wisely. Target and attack specific body parts to incapacitate larger wraiths, disabling their attacks, and making them drop unique resources to further increase your potential. Of course, you don't have to be alone to face the gods. Atlas Fallen is fully playable in online two-player co-op mode, from start to finish, with the least amount of restriction possible. Join any friend to enjoy the full story campaign together, and create builds with strong synergies thanks to diverse essence stones designed with cooperation in mind. Protect each other. Heal your partner's wounds. Atlas Fallen Co-op provides a fun and refreshing way to enjoy your journey. All right. Thanks for watching. And stay tuned for more information and so Josh, what do you think? about Atlas. I think it looks kind of neat. I think it looks cool. I, I like the the weapons, and it looks like there's a ton of customizability and and uh, 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 ways to kind of build how you attack and stuff like that. I think the things that are going to hurt this game is like they don't really talk about the story a whole lot in here, so it's probably kind of shallow, I imagine. And when this game is coming out. It's it's I think that's gonna hurt it really badly. There is a lot of stuff coming out this in August, you know, like yeah. I, by the time this comes out, everybody's gonna be everybody that I know is gonna be pretty deep in Baldur's Gate, you know, like and people are still doing sixteen, and then and then they'll be getting ready for uh, uh, 
fucking Starfield, right? So I think the date that this comes out is going to hurt it. But other than that, I think it looks cool, actually. Like, I want to check it out, you know? Like, and it's cool that you can pl play, yeah, Baldur's Deep. Baldur's Deep, boys. We're going to be deep in Baldur's Deep. Um, uh, it's cool that it's co-op, you know? Like, it, it's the type of thing, like, like, DT and I will do a co-op game every once in a while. Like, this feels like the type of game that would be for us to do a co-op game together, you know? Like, um, so it's, it's, I think it looks neat. Uh, what do you think? It looks fine. I mean, nothing, like, about it really, like, blows me away or anything. Mm -hmm. But, like, it, yeah, it look, that, that's, that's what exactly what it looks like. It just looks like it'd be a fun, like, co-op kind of kind of deal you know um yeah wait so for a sale so that, it's probably a wait for a sale that, for me. Yeah. that way yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah unless they offer me a key at which point i will not wait for a sale <laughs> <laughs> well i mean yeah you, you wouldn't have to uh, a lot of games i feel that way about though yeah like like i'd play it but you know Give me a key. I'll play it right. I'll play it ASAP. Man. But yeah, I I think it looks yeah. Sea of Stars at the end of August as well. I I do think it looks kind of interesting. Um, I also worry. Another thing I worry about these types of games are very tanky enemies with big giant health bars that take ages to kill. Like as well. Um, I, I'm curious to see some reviews and and maybe uh check out some streamers that'll probably take a break and check it. I imagine. They'll probably have some sponsored streams of some kind uh, that you can check out the game for some folks. Um, or maybe it'll be one of us that gets sponsored to check it out. Who knows? You never know. Uh, so. Let's see. Yeah. We shall see. There's a few games that I've tried to grab keys for and I haven't heard back from yet. So. Yeah. And then, there, and then there's Starfield that already that declined like right away. I was like, man, fuck you guys. I still want to. I still want to play your game though. <laughs> I was lucky. Last one I I uh, did I actually got, which was Jagged Alliance, which was lucky. Um, and that game's great. Uh, what do we got next, DT? Next up, we have. A Skull Island Rise of Kong game that has been announced. Uh, starring King Kong, and it will hit PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC later this year. Mm. Uh, according to pub uh, publisher Game Mill Entertainment, the game is being developed by Iguana B and is a third-person action-adventure game set on Kong's home turf, Skull Island. Uh, as the name implies, you'll control Kong, take down dinosaurs, massive snakes, and other creatures vying for the top spot of the island. So let's check out this reveal trailer here. So when you're ready, let me know. I am ready, sir. And then, okay. I had to swap screens. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go.
stories of kings, stories of gods, and the stories of the beasts and their king. The story of Kong, but his legacy had just begun. So a few of the details about the game is that the game itself will cost $39.99 for the standard edition. And there's going to be a digital deluxe called Colossal Edition that will cost $49.99. And it comes with eight exclusive film grains to change the visual presentation of the game, eight different color schemes for Kong, a boss rush mode, a behind-the-scenes pack with artwork and orchestral soundtrack, and more. In Kong Island... Or in Skull Island, Rise of Kong, players control Kong in a quest to avenge the death of Kong's parents at the hands of the ultimate alpha predator, the Saurian Terror Gaw. Uh, you must fight against waves of primal beasts, unique bosses, and anything else in Kong's way. So, there you have it. Do you ever want to play a King Kong game where you just beat up other giant monsters? Uh, there it is. Indeed. <clears throat> Moving on from that, we have a new Armored Core 6 Fire Con story trailer. Uh, I reacted to this. I have not seen this at all, so this will be my first time checking this out. Let's check it out let's do In it three two one go peggy 12 
Damn, dude got fucked up. Right? Oh, that fucking big tank is, is huge. That thing is massive. I think they need more, uh, more mechs out there, man. Seems to me like they need more mechs out there to help with that big ass tank, dude. I don't know. This is one of those story trailers that it's like it's a story trailer. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like I have no idea what's going on. Like, like is yeah, he being know, uploaded man, so... into that mech or what the hell's going on? You know, like. Uh, but I I am interested in Armor Core for sure. Having played none of them, none of the previous five before this, uh, it seems interesting. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, I can get a key for that too. Because if I do, I'll I'll definitely stream it and play it. You know. But so if anybody out there is listening that has the uh, ability to do so, you know, hook your boy up with the key. I'll play it. I'll give it a try. A try and a shot. Come on. Um. All right. Speaking of story trailers, we have a story trailer for Marvel Spider-Man 2. Uh, and then we also have the bundle for the P we have a PS5 bundle for it as well. So let's uh, check this out. Let's check it out. I'm ready whenever you are, bro. Three, two, one, go. A lot's happened in the last 10 years. It's a miracle I'm even sitting here now. I got a second chance. And I'm going to take advantage of that. But I need you with me, Pete. We're going to heal the world. This is my best friend, Harry. Hey, good to meet you. Uh, 
New job, huh? Still gonna have time for tutoring? We'll figure it out. I didn't know there were bears in these woods. <laughs> hey, MJ, I have another name for you. Craven. Man, I cannot get over how weird Peter looks to me, dude. I'm just not used to that Peter, bro. I'm used to the other one. Like, I shouldn't be this weirded out by it still, but I am. It just feels like a different... It just looks like a different character, man. MJ I think she looks different because she has a different hairstyle than she did in the first game but other than that I mean they might have changed up her face a little bit too but I think it's still the same actress I don't know I don't know I'm not I'm not for sure on MJ either but man yeah Peter just every time I look at him that's, that's, that's just that's just a different guy right but yeah so there we go man we got we got Craven and Venom in one game it's gonna be wild I look forward to playing this game in like three years when it comes to PC. Um, but that looks pretty cool aside from the stuff that throws me off, which I mean, is you know, it's not a big deal, but it just, it, it's, that shit throws me off. Story-wise, looks interesting. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with these characters. Uh, you kind of get a glimpse of that here in, in, in the trailer. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be real, real intriguing. It looks real good. Um, but we also have a PS5 bundle, the DualSense controller as well. Check that out right here. It looks pretty damn awesome, to be honest. Yeah, it looks sick. They have a short little like thirty-eight second video for it. <laughs> ah, stop playing. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. Miles, I need your help. What is this stuff? Wait, Pete, I got an idea. Nice. One more time. On three. One, two, three. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty sick uh, PlayStation right there. Pretty clean design right there. Looks awesome. So for those of you still wanting a PS5, this is a pretty decent bundle right there for you. Um, what is next? We have oh, this is pretty cool. A Star Wars Outlaws behind the scenes crafting a galaxy of opportunity. So this came out at San Diego Comic-Con a couple weeks back. Okay. Let's check it out. 
I'm ready when you are. All right. Three, two, one, go. Working on a Star Wars game is a dream come true. I've had all of the toys, and it's wild to go from making these little stories on the carpet to actually build a narrative in the Star Wars galaxy. Massive Entertainment is the perfect choice to build an open world Star Wars game because it is inherent to their DNA as a studio to deliver on incredible open world experiences. Massive Entertainment are master storytellers for open world games. This is going to be a fresh experience for Star Wars fans everywhere. Immediately I had that in my head, all the possibilities of where do we want to go, what can we bring to Star Wars that has not been seen before. Lucasfilm Games suggested that the perfect era to set Outlaws would be between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. What's great about that point on the timeline is this is a moment where the civil war between the Empire and the Rebellion is at its height. And this creates an environment across the galaxy where outlaws can thrive. That's the world that Kay is stepping into, and she sees the opportunity just like anybody else. We will see some really cool syndicates, both from existing lore and newly created for the game. When you play Star Wars Outlaws, you get a chance to discover what the underworld is like and live through those experiences. The stakes are definitely very high for Kay's journey through the underworld, but she learns, she adapts, she sneaks around, and she finds herself in very important spaces with very powerful people. Building the world of Star Wars Outlaws, first thing we had to do was think of places where outlaws thrive, these hubs of scum and villainy. The most exciting thing is being able to go back to iconic locations that people know and love, but then diving into the Lucasfilm archives and really bringing them alive in a new but very genuine way. It's not just about recreating Tatooine as you know it, Going back to the classic sources of spaghetti westerns, we tried to recreate an authentic mood and feel as we built new points of interest to follow the already established history. And there is a new location that we collaborated with Massive Entertainment on called Toshara. Yeah, Mazen. And this is built from the ground up with the scoundrel. She kind of looks a little different. At its the character looks a little different than the actress, but I don't know. Maybe that's something that they'll continue to do. You feel like you're stepping into Star Wars. And that kind of going back to those McCoy or whatever, concepts, but going back yeah, to Joe sure. Johnston's storyboards, I'm down for that too. creature so that's, designs, that's and creating a lived in galaxy. We're trying to create a world that feels alive and bustling with opportunity that also is very grounded. And we're getting inspiration from the African savannah but we still want to add the alien element. And that is what makes it feel like Star Wars. We want to give Toshara some elements that make it really stand out in the Star Wars galaxy. So there are windswept plains, veins of Emberine, and there's a vibrant city called Mirogana that's built into a huge rock that's been carved out by the wind that's ever present on Toshara. 
one thing that we need to always keep in mind is there's always a connection between the biome what grows there, what lives there, like the flora, fauna, and the culture of the people who inhabit the place. From how the plants pollinate, or how vegetation and local resources are used in local clothing and buildings, to even how the locals have adopted wind into their way of life. We have created everything with an authentic approach, so players will experience all these places like someone who actually is there. We made it, Nick. Yeah, I can't wait massive, to play this game. We were dude. able to really build so out an authentic good. Star Wars world where you can travel, explore, Kijimi. and discover in a way that I can't wait to explore we really Kijimi, haven't man. been able to experience be in modern Star awesome, Wars games. We only got such a small glimpse of it in the movie. The high stakes scoundrel lifestyle and the open world promise allowed us to create a game. The space stuff looks cool too, man. You can go from them before. Not just planet to atmosphere cities, to but space, also getting onto your speeder, which we got to see in some of the real gameplay. Then jump into your ship, At the trail game fast, and go on cool. an incredible adventure. We've only scratched the surface of what Star Wars and I'm curious has to, to see what planets they create there because, is as so we know, that you will get to every new Star Wars project creates their own new planets as well as going to, you know, classic worlds are gonna love mm -hmm. like obviously we're going back to exciting. tatooine which you know say what you want about that but it it's iconic so, so i want a lot to... of stuff that goes on on tatooine i want to know those other crime syndicates man i could use them you know yeah. <laughs> we can use them but i mean abandoned. off the top of my head you have the hook cartel you have the black sun you have the crimson dawn well i was talking about and they then... said they were gonna make new ones i want to know what the oh, new yeah. ones are oh yeah 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 there are yeah yeah for sure, yeah. That's that's. I I agree with you. I'm I'm really intrigued about that. It'll be cool having a game that's like kind of underworld smuggler, outlaw, you know, mm -hmm. kind of vibe. So I'm I'm about it. I, I'm I'm so so excited for that. I uh, look forward to playing that. Yeah. Like from the moment I saw it, I, I was so ready for that. Um. But yeah. Yeah, that looks great. Looks awesome. Can't wait. And I just love seeing the behind the scenes of stuff and hearing people talk about it and all that. So, I'm... yeah, yeah, of course, Majin. Like, like I said, Tatooine is such a like big, you know, mm -hmm. it's such a big planet in Star Wars. Like, you know, people always call it like a water hole or, or not a water hole, just like a shithole, basically, right? Of like planet and people are always tired of going there but it's like it's it's just one of those planets man like you know what i mean like i think instead of blaming stories on going to tatooine all the time we need to blame stories for making new desert planets because i bet you if there was less desert planets you would not be feeling the way that we do people would not my, be feeling the way they do tatooine. my thing of tatooine is like i'm just kind of sick of seeing it and like uh Seeing it, but getting to play on it in a game is different, you know, than the seeing it. Like, I'm there, I'm doing things on it. So, I don't, I'm fine with Tatooine being in the game, even if I'm a little kind of sick of just seeing it all the time. I'm fine with it in a video game because I'm going to be in the game doing stuff on Tatooine, going where I want to on Tatooine, you know? Uh, so, it's a little different for me uh, personally, which I kind of speak into that. Um, so yeah, I think I think Tatooine's a, always a fun planet to have in Star Wars games, and I almost feel like it has to be in yeah. there in most of them in some way or form. Yeah, some and way I mean like, 
and like the the thing with Tatooine also is like we, we like we go to the sun of the, kind of some of the same spots, so I can kind of understand why people feel the way about it, you know, because we always go mm-hmm. to Mos Eisley or Mos Aspa and whatnot. Like we like there's there's so many other spots you could go to, man. There's like Anchorhead and like you know. So like just things we haven't even seen. Like like the thing that always is kind of crazy to me when they were we have these big planets is we always go to the same spots, but they're huge planets. Like there's there's so many other spots of the you right. know thing we haven't gone to that they could go to that I don't know why we haven't done yet, but maybe eventually. But anyway, let's talk about the final couple things here in our uh game of news, which speaking of final, Final Fantasy 14 online. It's going to be getting a new expansion coming in the summer of next year, 2024. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV publisher Squeenix and developer Creative Business Unit 3 have revealed Dawn Trail, the, most, the MMO's next expansion, and the hit, as it's going to hit the game next summer. Uh, they had a Final Fantasy XIV fan festival in Vegas with a new trailer showcasing... Uh, the tropical new world known as Yachtural and many beloved characters hanging out there. Shortly after the reveal, Naoki Yoshida took the stage to discuss the expansion as part of the fan festival's keynote presentation. Uh, Yoshida says the logo for Dontra was created by Yoshitaka Amano using the color gold, which is the theme color of this expansion. Uh, and you can check out the logo there if you want to throw that up really quickly, Josh, before we watch the video. Um, speaking to the story, Yoshida says, we want to bring the very best summer vacation a hero could possibly have uh, to the Warriors of Light. Without spoiling events of 2021's Endwalker expansion, Yoshida says Dawn Trail is a significant shift from the previous expansion, where Endwalker was dark. With the end of the universe on the line, Dawn Trail is brighter and seemingly lighter in tone. It's a new beginning of Final Fantasy XIV, and the theme is a journey of discovery. As you know, the arc we've been on from 1.0 to Endwalker uh, about Heidelin and Zodiac has concluded. Um, so yeah, let's check out this trailer here. It's like two minute, two minute, 30 seconds. Whenever you're ready, Josh. I'm ready. Fire away. Let's do it. All right. Three, two. One, go. Oh man, they got a furry on board. Enjoying yourself for a change? Oh no, my my video fucked up. It oh. froze. It broke completely. <laughs> oh god, what the hell am I still playing? <laughs> well, that's it, guys. It broke completely. I have no idea why that happened. I'm having issues with I... Game Informer videos for some reason. Uh 
Oh man. Now we're not watching it on YouTube. Here we go. Enjoying yourself for a change? I wonder what the new job's gonna be. Two new jobs? got a taco <laughs> uh, hey man i'm down for like a summer vacation dlc or, or expansion kind of vibe man this this summer 2024 is gonna you know gonna be gonna be a good one man let's yeah i'm down to play this i gotta catch up on the game because i don't remember where i left off but uh i am i'm way behind yeah me and my little lalafell homie are gonna be uh, chilling. Big time. Yeah, I, I definitely want to go back and play and get caught up. And but there's so much there; it's kind of hard yeah. to at times. But man, it's all good. Like I enjoyed what I played, and I don't um, want to skip any of it because it's all like it's all story and and cool character moments and cool shit happening, right? So. So there's going to be a growing light patch, uh, 6.5 is, is what, so Final Fantasy 14 patch, 6.5, growing light. Two parts. Part one releases early October, and part two releases mid-January of 2024. So October of this year, a couple few months away is when it'll, uh, it'll happen. So that's probably when I'll jump back into it and, and, and try it out, you know, and play it. So. Mm -hmm. Probably streaming and stuff too. So, see how that goes. All right. One last thing here for gaming news is we got an announcement trailer for Nickelodeon All Star Brawl 2. You remember when they came out with that Nickelodeon fighting game? Well, they're doing a sequel. And we got an announcement trailer for it. So, let's check it out. This is coming to us from IGN. They got the exclusive on it. So whenever you're ready, my friend, we're going to watch it. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, and go. I'm going to look at Squidward being left out of the fun. 
<laughs> he's he's oh shit look at him man oh god oh, shit handsome squidward oh man <laughs> bro that's hilarious No, not my boy Avatar Ong. <laughs> Future. Future. <laughs> I love how they, I love how they just, how Nickelodeon just embraces the memes with SpongeBob, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember they literally released a line of like meme action figures for SpongeBob, and it was the funniest thing, dude. What are they adding besides Squidward? Oh shit, Jimmy Neutron? They didn't have him in the first game? How you not have Jimmy Neutron in your game, bro? I feel like he would have been a easy one to have in your game first time around. Better late than never, I guess. Well, that's a thing. <laughs> what I want to know is if mm -hmm. they're going to add a last, the last Ronin skin for the turtles, because right. that'd be pretty badass. Uh, all right. Well, that's our gaming news. So if you're ready to move on to... Uh, TV news. TV stuff, then we can go ahead and do that. Yeah, let's go yeah. ahead and keep on. Let's just keep this ball rolling. What do we got first? So the first thing for me, for us, is that we have a the winning time season two. We got a trailer and a poster. It looks cool to check out so if you want to throw up a poster real quick so you got Larry Magic everybody else all here in the circle you got Kareem there in the back you got Pat Jerry The, the Jerry's, because there's two of them, Jerry West and Jerry Bus, but yeah. and Genie, of course. But anyway, uh, let's check out the trailer now. Uh, where's the trailer? It's it's at the top, all the way at the top. I don't. Oh, I didn't realize you could play that. I just thought it was a. I thought it was yep. a poster. <laughs> okay, no, that's, cool. that's I was like all the way at the top, man. You just gotta click on it. Okay, it'll show up. Let's check it out. All right, when you're ready. 
I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Better watch out. Nice back, baby. Basketball's the sport of the decade. You got the kids on the team now. The bus Empire's taking off. We brought home the gold, but one ring ain't gonna keep us in that room. We gotta keep winning. Look, Irma, you know why nobody repeats? Because the guys that you beat along the way, they spent all that time figuring out new ways to break you down. They're fucking girls. They're sissy fans. We built this team to win. But things change. In charge, not magic. A real coach doesn't need to prove it, Paul. Any comment on Magic's new contract? A basketball team is like a family. You pick out any one member, others will wonder whether or not they belong. Would you say your head coach, interim coach, or you look good in that chair? Really something, huh? A woman owner. You could bring him home a hundred trophies. You're never gonna be his favorite son. They're the dynasty. We're the flash in the pan. And that's all we're ever gonna beat until we beat the goddamn Celtics. Fuck Boston. Boston. Fuck Boston. praying that it does. All right, great. so what do you think? What do you think of that? I think it looks good. Uh, I enjoyed the first season a lot, so I'm looking forward yeah, to, we, to getting back to watch more. We watched season one, for those of you guys, for those of you out there who are listening or watching this. We watched season one. Uh, we have we have an episode on it as well as we did. I think Moon Knight and this and season one of this show together. Um, so if you want to go hear our thoughts on that, go check that one out. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with season two. Um, it looks like they're maybe gonna do potentially cover more than just one year in season two based off what we see there um because season one was all just like 1980 um but season two looks like maybe they're gonna kind of go through a couple things here we'll see what happens but i'll definitely be checking it out and we'll probably do it we'll probably do another episode on it whenever it's done so all right Next up, 
we have the premiere date of Gen V out as well. Um, so over at Prime Video with Amazon, uh, it will be launching the first three episodes on September 29th. And new episodes will be rolling out weekly until this finale on November 3rd. And there's a little, there you go. Josh got the poster right there. Gen V from the world of the boys. So if you guys are unaware about what this is, it's basically going to be like superhero college in the world of the boys. And yeah, you can imagine all the shenanigans that are going to be know happening with that so it's gonna be wild um but we have a trailer to watch as well josh so let's check it out check that out ready when you're ready just scan us down all right we will check this out in three two one Go. Being a hero is not about glory. It's about sacrifice. Welcome to Godolkin University. Hey! We've trained the best and brightest young heroes since 1965. Godolkin is a safe space for you to thrive. Fucking bloodbender over here. Right? Marie Moreau, you could be the first top ranked freshman in history. I think you meant to say first black woman in the seven. But you have a target on your back. A few of us are going off campus. Let's have a good time. I'm sexy, I'm free, and I feel... I'm so drunk from last night. Perfect, just take a sip, say Turbo Rush Cures Hangovers. I wouldn't pour this on my give it cured cancer. There are dangerous, evil people at that school. Oh, hell no. Freshman class is savage this year. All right, so there it is. There's another trailer teaser for Gen V. Also, it's kind of hilarious that they censor certain words, but they're like, here's all this blood and all this yeah, right? fucking violence that is just cool. That's just that that's pretty funny. But anyway. There you go. Gen V Prime Video on Amazon. Poster and teaser. 
speaking of prime video teasers we got another one for the wheel of time season two now and we have a couple other ones from prime video as well but this is the next one the wheel of time season two i have yet to watch season one josh has seen season one i have um this might spoil season one to be honest with you and and he has some thoughts on season one but yeah so you say that this could spoil it potentially probably it has the potential we'll see so if we want to watch it go ahead and count us down i got it ready let's do it three two one go everyone has a choice And every choice has a consequence. I'm bigger than my body. We didn't defeat the Dark One. We set him free. I'm meaner than my demons. No one should have that much power. Bigger than these Together we face the impossible. But now in our separate corners of the world. Protecting Rand, guiding him, that is the only thing that matters. You can't control him. You know you have something inside you. Something that calls for blood. I want to know how to control it. The last battle's coming. The whole world will be ours. If our friends are in trouble, why would that ever stay here? You have no conception of the power they need. You can't do this by yourself. to walk through the night. It's not always the most powerful who write history. It's the ones who survive. I'm tired of being a spoke in the wheel. You're not a spoke, boy. You are the water that turns the wheel itself. Man, I don't know what's going on in this show, dude, because I haven't seen season one. So this, all of this is like not going to mean much to me because yeah, I don't know what's happening, dude. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, yeah. Once you start watching season one, you'll quickly figure out that they spoiled pretty much everything. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, why, let me, it's just the first time seeing it. What do you think of this after watching what, like what? Does it does it make you want to check it out? Is what I'm trying to I get mean, at here. Like, does it make you want to like, look at this world? Does this trailer specifically make me want to watch it? I mean, like, I was already kind of intrigued by the 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 show to begin with because I've heard a lot about Wheel of Time. But I mean, I don't. If you know me, you guys know that I'm not much of a book reader. Um, so I obviously have not read the books or anything like that, but. I've heard enough about it, this series to be like, oh, you know, there's a show, and you know, uh, I I watch more shows than I do read books, obviously. So mm-hmm. it was one of those things that, like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot at some point. But you guys know how how it's been with me and TV, man. Like, I, I watch movies more than TV, so 
yeah. it's like one of those things that eventually I'll get to. But going back to this trailer specifically, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's anything in this trailer specifically that like makes me want to like watch this like right away or anything like that. But it you. just seems like another fantasy world that you know seems at the very least intriguing or interesting. You know, yeah. But like. In terms of like what's going on, who the characters are, I don't know anything, dude. I don't know what's going on or nothing, bro. So yeah, yeah. for me, I I read the books and I I like the books a lot. I didn't like some of the changes they made with season one of the Wheel of Time, uh, but I think it's worth a watch. Uh, uh, I I you know like the whole point of it is like this this wheel that turns in time and all that like as it changes like. The wheel weaves as the wheel wills, you know? So I kind of just kind of chalked it up to, like, the world a little bit of itself. Like, this isn't just... It's just not my turning of the wheel, you know? Like, I, I still... Uh, I, I think it's okay. I think it's worth a check out, you know? Like, some of the CG's okay. a little rough at times, but... Yeah. This was, this was, like... when I feel like when The Wheel of Time was being made the first season, like, it was really early in the Amazon is making shows time period. A little bit. Um, Was it? I, it feels that way to me. At least with the fantasy of it. You know, the fantasy versions of shows. Um, so maybe they found their footing a little bit more. I could be wrong, but it definitely feels that. felt. It felt that way to me watching season one, anyway. Um, yeah. Um, I think it's worth checking out. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, like, crazy over it, but I definitely think it's worth checking out. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of been the vibe I've I've gotten every time we speak about it. Yeah. What do we got next, DT? Next up, we have a teaser for season two of Invincible. All right, let's check it out. I like the first season. I love the first season, so. I'm... <laughs> Majin, but I enjoyed Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Just to watch the fanboys get yeah. mad. Yeah, fuck Halo, dude. That show was awful. Dude. Halo, Halo was just so awful. It gave me such joy, though. <laughs> okay. Man. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's check this out. Three, two, one, go. For some of you. It probably seemed like this day would never come. Maybe you're even wondering if you're ready for this. For what comes next. You have no idea what I'm capable of. I didn't know who he was. I don't fight friends because I would win. Never apologize for saving lives. There's only one way this kid goes back out there, and that's on a very short. Dude, this cat, this voice cast is stacked, people. bro. Mm -hmm. You know people try to kill us every single day, right? I don't care how old like, he is. I watched this already because I reacted to it, so you'll see we're here in a minute. There's gonna be so many names, dude. Here we go. Look at that. And look at all these other names. 
Welcome, son of insane, bro. The voice cast is insane this season. dead too, but not for your sake. Kill first, ask questions later. Veltramite against fucking Peter Cullen. That has not happened since the Great Purge. You should have died at birth. Damn, <laughs> dude. I know that's a that's a cold ass line right there. When I saw that in the rea in my reaction, I I died laughing, bro, because it's like, what a just what a thing to say, dude. Like <laughs> fucking Omni Man, right. dude. Right. I can't. I and that much it makes me excited for Baldur's Gate because JK is gonna be one of the bad guys. And it's gonna be awesome. Uh, uh, oh, and this man. looks great too. I I enjoyed the first season of Invincible, so uh, it'll be fun to check this out. All right, they also released a teaser for the Adam Eve special, which is already out, by the way. Um, but let's let's check the trailer out real quick because they just dropped this like that same at the same time as the other one we just watched. Okay. So. Three, you're ready. Three, two, one, go. Adam Eve, I just want to talk about where you came from where your powers came from you know how i used to say i could see molecules i can also change them around move electrons from here to there it's crazy maybe i'm a superhero get out of my way kid why can't you just be normal your powers you must stop using but i can help people I'm a government designed super weapon. I'm a freaking badass. Cute. No, the cape is cute. The name is Adam Eve. So that is already out. Like, I think it came, like, whenever they, they release this trailer. They're like, and it's out now. Cool. So yeah, I need to check that out because uh, I love Invincible season one. So, and, I, and I'm excited for season two. So I'm I'm about yeah. It. Uh. Moving on from that, however, we also got news at Comic-Con that the John Wick prequel event series, The Continental, is going to be debuting in September. Uh, it will be premiering on the 22nd of September, and then it'll follow with Night 2 on September 22nd, and then Night 3 on October 6th. So as we know, it's going to be a three-part like miniseries. And we have the dates for when each episode is dropping. So September 22nd for episode one, September 29th for episode two, and October 6th for the third one. So they'll be dropping on Fridays for three weeks. Um...
Okay. Moving on to some Marvel stuff. We have some Loki season two things to talk about here. We got a poster and we got a, a teaser. We can watch that. Well, not a teaser, an actual trailer. An actual trailer that just came out today. Um, but if you want to throw up that poster first, there it's it is. already up, sir. Loki season two, October 6th. There's just a bunch of different Lokis just running around in a circle over the Miss Minutes. And, um, yeah. So if you're ready, we can, um, yes, sir. I'm ready. Let's check out this trailer. Let's check it out. So I was going to react to this, but I did not. So. You guys will be getting my first watch, and I assume Josh's first watch yeah. of this as well. Yeah. Right away, first, so. First one. Let's check it out in three, two, one, go. It's the boys. Kobe? Hello? We have a little bit of a situation we wanted to run by you. Tobias, wow. Great to see you again. Hey. That, that's what's been happening. Wow. Time slipping. Wait, time, you it's know boy that? boy, Kwan. Yeah. You've seen that? Yeah. yeah. Can you fix that? No. It's impossible to time slip in the TVA. I know, but we <laughs> just saw it happen. Yeah. I've been pulled through time between the past and the present hello if what i saw is true there's nothing to stand between this world and utter destruction only one way to find out dang a little good old-fashioned leg work oh yeah listen we have different styles you're a man of action which is fine i take a more slow deliberate cerebral approach it's really goodbye It's up to us, McDonald, to save this place. Is this cracked? Yes, babe. <laughs> Whatever we do, <laughs> we're playing God. We are gods. Make the hard choice. Hey, there he is. Oh shit, Miss Minutes. It's on its way. Come on, you're the god of mischief. Always have been. Always will be. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. 
<clears throat> yeah, it looks good. So, yeah, it looks cool, man. I'm, I'm, I think the whole like going back in time and going to different spots kind of thing is gonna be fun. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I thought season one was 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 solid. Was fine. It wasn't yeah. my favorite of the shows, but I liked it enough, you know. So, I like Tom Wilson. Uh, hopefully, it will be, so. uh, you know. Yeah. 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 No, Tom. Tom's always been great as uh, as Loki. So. Yeah. That'll be that'll be good. Yeah, and this is actually the next Marvel thing we got coming out too. I'm pretty sure October. Yeah, because uh, the Marvels is what November. Uh, I have no idea. Something like that. Well. We we have a Marvel's trailer to watch in a little bit, so we'll we'll talk about okay. that. Okay, <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned, friends. But I think I'm pretty sure Loki's the next thing, and then and then after that is the Marvels. Gotcha. Anyway, yeah, it looks fun though. I'm I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with that. Uh, so the last thing for TV we have is that Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover, or Stephen Glover, I'm not sure which which one it is, are teaming up. For Disney's Lando series. Uh, the deal first reported by Above the Line was made prior to the writer's strike, which began in May. Justin Simeon, who was previously attached to develop Lando, exited the Star Wars project prior to the deal signing on. Uh, announced in December of 2020, uh, Donald Glover, who will start in a series, previously played Lando in. 2018 solo Star Wars story. Uh, during during an interview with THR, Simeon spoke about the Lando project and said he was uncertain about its future. Uh, this is what they have him quoted as saying: "The last thing I was told was that they loved it, but they needed to put a pin in it so they could figure out everybody's availability." I have investigated further, but I'm not an idiot. I'm not alone in the experience, but I can't help but wonder. Uh, am I too black? Am I too queer? And people just don't want to say that because it just because it seems like I develop things with these companies and they just never happen for reasons unknown. Meanwhile, Donald Glover, along with his brother, has a deal overall deal with Amazon, uh, has indicated that he was still interested in the project. So, uh, yeah, so he mentioned that he definitely uh wants to. Lando, so that seems to be the case that they're gonna be the Donald Glover and his brother are gonna be writing the Lando series now. So mm. it's been a while since we heard anything about that show, so I'm yeah, you know, so it's kind of I guess good to hear something on it again, but uh but yeah, it's just it's just been a while, so uh but yeah, that's our uh that's our TV news for the week. So if, whenever you're ready, we can head on to the movie news and, and you know. All right. Let's continue and on that. movie news. I have swapped screens. All right. So movie news, movie news, movie news, movie news. First thing we got here is that... Dune Part 2 eyes pushed to 2024 as Warner Brothers considers new dates um, for The Color Purple, Aquaman 2 as well. Um, and this was 
posted a couple like a week and a half ago so this is obviously going to be news for last week's show but um uh, amid two hollywood labor strikes warner brothers film group is strongly considering pushing the film to next year from its current november 3rd slot three individuals with knowledge have told variety the film is a co-production with legendary entertainment and both parties must agree on a new release date said one insider Legendary has yet to be approached by WB about a move. They added, another source familiar with Warner Brothers said that releases are moving forward as originally planned and no formal discussions have been had, but noted that the duration of the union battles are completely unpredictable. A spokesperson for Warner Brothers and Legendary Entertainment declined to comment on the matter. Uh, Additionally, Warner Brothers is assessing potential new dates for the anticipated movie musical The Color Purple. And the DC Studio sequel, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, uh, according to sources. The possible date shuffling comes as a result of striking unions, SAG-AFTRA, and the Writers Guild of America at war with uh, show business producers for new contracts. Uh, a movie like Dune 2 would, greatly, would benefit greatly from the participation of its all-star cast, which includes Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, Javier Bardem, and Josh Brolin. Current union restrictions say those actors cannot promote past or future work made and released by short companies. Uh, the Warner, Bro- Warner Brothers could be looking ahead, indicates that the studio is not confident either guild strike will be resolved by midfall. The Color Purple and Aquaman are an Aquaman sequel are presently, presently dated for December 20th and December 25th, respectively. Uh, a title like The Color Purple, one industry player noted, would hinge on a robust awards campaign. Um, so Warner Brothers is not surely it's surely not the only studio in town, uh, sizing up the release calendar. Uh, major films in the same corridor as the Dune sequel include Disney's The Marvels on November 10th. Well, there you go. So I was right. Loki season two will be out before the Marvels. Uh, and then the Lions Gate franchise reboot of The Hunger Games on November 17th. And then Sony's Sony Columbia Pictures is also going to be uh, releasing the Apple Studios film Napoleon on November 22nd. So as expected, um, some movies are going to be shifting potentially because of the strikes. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense that they're going to want to yeah. do that. Um. So we'll see what ends up happening. As of right now, Dune 2 or any of these other movies have not moved yet, but it is uh, obviously being discussed, and they'll see what to do. I'm not sure when these strikes, you know, when they're going to come to an agreement, but, you know, they have been going on since May. Um, So we'll see what what ends up happening. I mean, as always, I can only hope that, or can only hope that they, uh, you know, come to an agreement. I just don't know why these studios are just so like persistent on like just holding up all of this stuff. Like surely eventually they're going to have to give in and just pay the actors and writers and all these people what they're, you know, they're, they're pay them what they're due and like, you know, give them their, things that just simple things that they're asking for like i don't i don't understand why 
they're just delaying stuff for so long, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it just it doesn't make sense to me, but I think it is what it is, <clears throat> man. I think a lot of it has to do with power, right? It's not necessarily about the money as much as it's about how dare you, you know, how dare you guys sit out and all this, how dare you do all this to us, us who have all this power, you know, it's a it's an odd uh, way of thinking, you know, like we, it, I think it happens in politics quite a bit where it's like, I have all this power. How dare you, you know, kind of spit in my face a little bit. Might kind of be like that too, where it's like, we'll show you, we'll just drag our feet and wait and you'll just have nothing in the meantime, you know, kind of like that, yeah. almost like a punishment type deal, which is fucking moronic. Um, because you're eventually going to have to give them... Yeah, you eventually you're, you're eventually going to have to make a like deal. This. Like, if you want to keep making content, movies, television shows, all this stuff, you're eventually going to have to make a deal, and being a shitbag about it is going to get you nowhere. You know? Like... It, it, it's, it's silly. <clears throat> so I think that's a, a big big chunk of it. All right. Well, we have other movie news to get to as well. Let's do it. Um, such as the Borderlands movie is going to be coming out next year. There's a release date for it. It's a little, not really a poster, but just an image with like cast member names and the logo and very colorful background. It says in theaters August 9th, 2024. So it's about a year away. Uh, I'm so really wondering what this movie is going to look like um so we'll have to wait and see what they do uh, it's going to be a glorious train wreck and i can't wait to see <laughs> i yeah i don't i don't know man that's the thing i i, I don't know what it's going to look like cuz they haven't shown us anything you know so it's a, the movie's about a year away so surely at some point soon they're going to have to show a teaser or something man right um but at least there's a release date for it now. Uh, here we go. Here's the trailer for the Marvels. We can check this out. We know that the release date now is on November 10th. In that last article that I read. Um, so when you're ready, Josh, I, I already watched this because I reacted to it. I'm ready. Um, I don't know. Have you seen this yet or no? I or have not seen you, it. You, you didn't have internet, so how could you? Okay? I'm, I've been disconnected from the world, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, let's, let's check, check it, it out. out. This will be Josh's first uh, look at this. So in three, two, one, go. Carol Danvers, prodigal child of the Milky Way. Nick Fury, my favorite one-eyed man of intrigue. How goes it out there? Uh, you know, cold, no air, space. Captain Marvel, the Annihilator. You took everything from me. And now I'm returning the favor. She 
disentangled our light-based powers. So we switch places whenever we use them. Strong theory. You can absorb light. I can see it. And Kamala... Who's Kamala? Hi. She can turn light into physical matter, which I have never heard of. I could totally show you. No! Yes, Maji. Every planet we call home. I would never choose to bring anybody into this. You are not the only thing standing between this and the universe. Oh my god, we're not a team. The kitties. black and white costume looks so sick. Alright. I'm gonna say it. That villain looks weak as fuck for this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I they, they Just nothing about the villain looks cool or interesting at all to me. And I guess that's kind of the point. It is called the Marvels. But um, this is going to come up when we talk about Secret Invasion, where I've kind of cooled on superhero things at the moment. Um, I I will end up checking this out. Like, I, I, I like, you know, the our main cast here as the Marvels. Um, but yeah, this looks like another one of those, here's a weak villain in the Marvel history of weak villains in movies uh, yeah. for me. So, um, I, I agree with that. You know, the MCU hasn't had a good, like, you know, history with villains. Like, some of them are great, like Killmonger and Thanos and Loki. But, you know, then you have your Malekiths and your Aldrich Killians and whatnot. So, yeah, you know, uh, this comment, I think, kind of sums it up. You took everything from me, says every Marvel villain ever. You know, like, it's 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 very formulaic and uh, boring, I guess. Like, uh, it, it, but it's not a problem with just this movie either, though. Like, that's a problem I have with, like, the entire current MCU stuff. So, um... I'm sure we'll talk about that more later on in the show as well. Um, but yeah, I like the main cast. I, I love Monica's black and white um, costume. I think it looks fucking sick. Um, and I, I, I kind of want to see how they're all going to interact. That's the, that's the I think that's the big selling point of this. It's like not the villain. We have to have a villain because it's a superhero movie. Like the big thing is going to be all of them together working through their traumas and, and issues with each other and being uh badass uh heroes right so um i'm interested in it for that reason but i'm not necessarily excited for it either mm -hmm. 
that's those are my thoughts on the Marvels. All right. Well, we got a couple last few things here to, to discuss. Um, more movie date shifts. Such as uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse has been taken off of uh, Sony's release calendar. And strike, and the strikes are delaying Craven and Ghostbusters, uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel to twenty twenty four as well. So there's been some pretty significant sh- uh, date shifts uh, because of the strikes. Um, so Spider Man Beyond the Spider Verse, the third film in the uh, animated trilogy here, was meant to open on March twenty ninth, twenty twenty four. Due to unions' work stoppage orders, the voice cast cannot complete dialogue recording in time for the spring opening, uh, said a Sony source. And a new date is expected in the coming weeks. Uh, The planned sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife has been pushed from its 2023 Christmas corridor, December 20th, to Easter weekend of next year, March 29th, 2024. So basically... Spider-Verse is kind of indefinitely on hold because they got to finish the voice stuff. And in its place, Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be taking that spot. Uh, The Karate Kid reboot has been kicked from June 7th, 2024 to December 13th, 2024. Uh, A Blumhouse project they listen is now uh, undated from the previous August 30th, 2024 date. Uh, Madam Web is going from Valentine's Day 2024 uh, two days earlier from its planned uh, February 16th date. Venom 3 has received a release date for July 12th, 2024 and Bad Boys 4 is set for June 14th, 2024 as well. Uh, the, their next big upcoming release is going to be Gran Turismo on August 11th. And they're betting on strong early audience testing and the word of mouth to help the film, the film open on track. Uh, so it'll be in select theaters on the weekends of August 11th and August 18th, expanding on a wide release on August 25th. So lots of movie change, uh, movie date uh, shifts. Um, there with that one. Um, and yeah, that'll, uh, that'll do it for our movie news. Cause that's basically all it is, is just dates are shifting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say on that. Just dates shifting. There's a lot in Sony. I don't care about <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what this article told me as I was as you were reading off these movies. And I was like, well, I, I, I kind of care about the Ghostbusters sequel and I care about Beyond the Spider-Verse. The rest of this, I'm indifferent on. Um, you watch, so, you, what, you, you're not excited for Craven, dude? What the hell? I am, no, the fucking, no. or, or, or Gran Turismo that's coming out like real soon, man. You're not going to go watch that one right away? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like, not with my wallet, baby. Like, if I if I had uh, plenty of money in the bank, I'd go watch every movie that came out on its opening <laughs> weekend. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, I'm the same um, way. I'd, I'd go, I also would go watch more movies if I had more, you know. I'm uh, trying to think if I want to go to, but... tomorrow to see Oppenheimer or maybe even Barbie because, like, tomorrow is, like, the, the $5 movie day at the theater, right? So you could get a double feature for 10 bucks if you go, so... I was like, you know, that not might bad, not be man. bad, you know, like, well, I want to yeah. go and catch one of those or both of those. Who knows? Because um, I hear good things about the Barbie. I know it, I know it means more probably to the the women out there, but I, I would still check it out. Um, but yeah, uh, if we don't have anything else, I think we should take a break, DT. Oh, we and, will for sure. Yeah. And then... Uh, We'll be right back after this for the second half of the show. We're going to talk about Secret Invasion. Uh, don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back after this in a few minutes. See you in a minute. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Clockwork Cantina, episode 168. It is time for the second half of the show where we're going to hop into Marvel's Secret Invasion. So let me go ahead and... Swap over here so you guys know what we're talking about. We'll probably be spoilerinos in here, so be oh yeah. There's only there's only six episodes, so yeah, we're gonna definitely get into it. So if that bothers you, here is your chance to leave. Feel free to do so and come back after you have seen uh, the show. Okay, DT, how you want to start this off, bud? So. Marvel's Secret Invasion, the Disney Plus animated, or not animated, Disney Plus live action series, part of the MCU. We have six episodes that were released. Um, it all started on um, this past month. 21st, I believe. Of June. So since then, we've had an episode a week. Check out. And with it culminating here on July 26th. So this past Wednesday. Uh, last week. Um, So I think... A lot of people were kind of in, intrigued about the show because it had like spy thriller kind of vibes, more like Winter Soldiery kind of kind of a deal, you know. So for that reason, I was pretty interested. And then, like, I know a few of us, well, you and I at least read the 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 comics, you know, the source yeah. material earlier this year in preparation to watch this. Um, but now that we've read that and now that we have seen all six episodes of the show, Josh, how do you feel about it? Because for me, if you want to like gather your thoughts on what you, how you want to yeah, say go, for go, me, go right I didn't hate the show, but I feel like the show is underwhelming um like it wasn't bad 
but it was kind of underwhelming. And then with the with the episodes being as short as they are, it just kind of feels that like they were just speeding through certain things. Like that finale is like, oh, we gotta we gotta wrap this all up this episode and. You know, we got to tie it into the Marvels because that's going to be the next thing with Fury and and, and the scrolls and, and, and the Kree and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me, I personally felt that the show was a little underwhelming. That being said, I did enjoy some of the new characters that we got and just seeing how Sam Jackson played fury and how don Cheadle played uh roadie was pretty cool and and yeah so i have no issue with the acting or anything like that but i just i don't know story reasons and all that like you also well we'll, we'll, we'll get into it how, how, how do you feel about it overall i'm kind of the same as you for me it's a resounding meh you know like it's uh it really um you know, I, 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 it's hard for me to like go into why I feel like it's me without getting into the show a little bit, but like, the, I think the acting, like you said, is fine. Um, I actually really like the main theme. That's a positive thing I have to say about it. I like the theme that plays, like I kind of dig that. Um, I think it, it, it really kind of fails at what it was trying to to show, which is like this kind of espionage, paranoid, who's a scroll, who isn't type of show. And it's like, I never felt that kind of paranoia that there is in the comic, right? Like, and obviously it's going to be different because it's a show and it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a totally different thing. But It's so, so different, the comic but, from the show, yeah. I I don't think this deserves to be called Secret Invasion, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I think it should be called something else. Like, if you're going to take on that, that name, if you're going to take on that name, Secret Invasion, you're inviting the, the fans of those comics to come in and share an adaptation of it. And I think it fucking fails completely at being uh, what how what that comic is like. It's 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 points. It's important parts, right? Like you can, you can yank out the paranoia of that comic and put it in the show. It doesn't. That can easily be translated over. I think it really fails at doing that, and I think that's the, one of the biggest points uh, that makes Secret Invasion the comic so fascinating and fun. And like, who who is and who isn't? And it's like, for me, none of that exists here. Like, like. It's like from the first episode, it, it doesn't, it, it kind of fails that to me. Um, so it's, and, and I am also already, and I've said this earlier, is like I'm already pretty, uh, and we talked about this in Discord the other night, so like I'm not going to go into it very deep. It's just like I'm very cold on, on superhero movies in general right now. Uh, and, uh, or the superhero universe, I guess I should say, because it, it does translate to the television shows um, as well. It, it's like, well, I'm not really getting a lot of a lot of things that kind of interest me right now in these worlds, and this definitely did not. Especially as someone that's a fan of Nick Fury, um, 
it kind of grew up with like this mythological. I always like growing up as a kid. I always thought of Nick Fury as like this mythological, not superhero but secret agent type character, right? Um, and like, there's things in this show that are just like I don't understand the writing of necessarily. Um, the CG in that last episode is fucking awful. I think I think it's terrible. I don't think it's good at all. Um, I don't think it's as bad as like it was at times in Mrs. Marvel or Miss Marvel. Um, and um, yeah, overall, pretty resounding meh. You know, not a not a not a huge fan of it. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that you're kind of spot on with the, uh, like, maybe it shouldn't have been called Secret Invasion, because it just feels like a lot smaller than the comics. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, you're not going to have all the same characters that are in that in here, because it's just impossible. Like, you just can't bring all... You know, certain characters aren't around anymore or certain characters haven't been introduced yet, whatever. But it just, I don't know, man. Like, this this felt more of like a Rhodey and Nick Fury kind of show, you know? Yeah. Well, more so like a Nick Fury show, really, than yeah. anything else. Um, and then you have you know, all the other, you know, side characters and stuff. Like, I, I enjoyed his, like you know, back and forth with Talos and all that. And speaking of Talos, I'm going to get into some real big spoilers here. And, uh, yeah, but, but, it, but, it, but if you've, if you clicked on this and obviously, you know, we're going to be doing that. So, so speaking of Talos, they just, well, from the very first episode, they, they kill off Maria Hill. And then later on, they kill off Talos. So those are two main, like two big characters that they just mm -hmm. are like, Bye. I have some thoughts on that too. Well, go ahead. Especially you, Talos. You, you, I was literally watching the show episodes, right? Mm -hmm. so, uh, and uh, I, I thought to my, I was on episode three, and I was like, you know what? I think Ben Mendelsohn's the best part of this show. And then he gets stabbed and dies, and I'm like, of course, of course, I had that thought. And then he gets killed. I uh I I was like I'm so glad he's in this. Like if it wasn't for this for him being in here, I don't know how much of this I would enjoy, right? And uh that's that's exactly what happened. Like it, it, I I had the thought, "Oh, he's great in this." And then he's killed. <laughs> I was like I was like that's uh, that seems about right. Um and it's just so like through the building up to him getting killed, like I was like, I am I'm on his side. I, I like him. I, I think he's doing great. And then they kill him off. And it's like ugh, why? Why? He could have he could have he could have been in the show the whole time. Like and it would have been fine. It just feels like, do you, stupid. Do you think it would have been better? For them to have killed him off in that final fight that we got in the last episode, yeah, like, maybe, like, he, like why maybe not? he and Gaia go go face him, and then you yes, know, that way. I think that would have been better. I think you made a better show right now. 
Um, like uh, with that, like uh, instead he gets killed off halfway through. Um, he's left lying there, which I also get confused on how they get his body back. Or have his body, like, I don't know, like, they act like they left with the body in the car. I get kind of confused on it because, like, there's some weird editing or something. Uh, But I'm like, I'm like, how did they get, whatever. Um, But yeah, I think, I think if he had died in the final battle, at least that would have had meaning. His his daughter would have been there. Um, And it would have meant something more than what it was, which is he died... Busting open the president's car window and getting him out, and then oh, we're declaring war at the end, declaring war on the fucking scrolls. We're, we'll find you and we'll we'll get rid of you. That was crazy, dude. I was like, this guy. And is then out of pocket. I'm gonna say it. Nick Fury just fucking leaves again. It makes no sense in the fucking final episode. He's like, I gotta go clean up my mess. I gotta make this right. He makes things significantly worse and then leaves. It makes no sense. The writing is kind of stupid at times. I don't get it. Um, Like, the whole point of this is, like, Gravik has this grudge with Nick Fury for not upholding his promise. And Nick's like, I gotta go, I gotta go make this right. I gotta go do the the right thing. We gotta, I gotta solve this. I gotta make it better. This is my mess. I have to clean it up. I think that's what he says. He makes a bigger mess. I mean, he he gives those powers to Gaia and Gravik, and like he's just banking on the hope that Gaia beats him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause if she doesn't, like, what he did? Uh, I guess he's got powers now, you know? Yeah. Like, even more. Like, I don't know. I don't. The, the writing there for a character that's as smart as Nick Fury is. And should be by this point in this history. I just feel like some of it is is bad writing. Like for a char- like for 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 him to be that smart, I think it's a disservice to the character. I think it's a disservice to Samuel L. Jackson too, to whoever wrote that wrote it like that. Like it's. I think, like, th- they even talk about it in the show, right? They're like, "Oh, why don't why don't you just go call your your friends?" You know, the, which you know the Avengers is basically what they're saying, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, this is my mess. I gotta, I gotta solve this mess because I is my mine or whatever. Like that's way to go, way Nick. For them, you you really solved it. To, <laughs> yeah, right. What a way for them to be like, oh, well, you know, we can't, we can't, we can't bring everybody here. You know, this is a Disney Plus show. We can't. We this ain't this ain't the Avengers movie. You know. Would it have like, been so hard okay. to get some cameos though? Like, would it have been hard to cut to Sam Wilson or not a Sam Wilson, but a scroll and have him turn into Sam Wilson for a second, or to turn in? To like uh, uh, some other character, right? Uh, a Hawkeye, like just for a second, like a quick cameo. You couldn't do a quick cameo. They don't necessarily have to be in there and establish anything. The scroll thing is still solved at the end of the episode or the, the series. But wouldn't it have been fun to kind of get a couple cameos in there uh, to kind of show the threat of the scrolls and increase that paranoia a little bit to see him. Uh, like kind of changing into all these people, but I guess not. I guess it's just too expensive, or whatever. But I don't know, man. The show's pretty uh, meh, you know, for me. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, it's it's just underwhelming. 
That's why. That's why I feel like. Again, like it's. I don't know. It's just not. It's not. I don't want to say it's terrible, but it's just. It's not it's just, good. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Like it's. It, it, you know. There's. We've had better stuff, and and just. Calling it Secret Invasion probably wasn't the best move, you know. But I don't know, man. It just. Why not just call it like Fury or Nick Fury? You know, why give it the the anchor that is Secret Invasion if you're not going to be able to live up to it? You know, it just feels like sometimes. They're like, what are these? What are some things in the comics we can do that we haven't done yet? Because it also feels like. It also feels sometimes like. This, I, I think I talked to I think I talked to Majin about this. Doesn't this feel like the type of show that they should have done years ago already? If it was just gonna be like this, like Nick Fury focused, like yeah, it just it just it just kind of seems like this is something that they they go through the comics and are like, what have we not done yet? Oh, we've done we've done Ultron. Oh, we've done Thanos. We've done oh there's secret wars and secret invasion and armor wars those are cool sounding things let's do that he's praying and it's just like it doesn't even like like i get not having every everything available because you don't have all the characters or anything but i don't know man it just feels like they're just kind of doing a checklist of like all right let's do this this is gonna be the next yeah it feels like there's no heart in it like Where's the passion? You know, like, where's the creativity? Like, not everything has to be an adaptation from comics. Like, you can obviously be inspired from that, but why not make some original content? You're a completely different universe. You don't have the build necessarily set up for all the uh, the comic stuff, you know? Like, get some creative people in there and make some of your own... Not, not everything has to be an adaptation, necessarily. Um, right? Like... Why don't they do some of that? You know, like take a take a little lesson from Star Wars, which obviously has its own problems sometimes, but at least yeah. a lot of the stuff coming from that part of the of the Disney mega giant is like here's some original stuff, you know? Here's Ahsoka and here's what's going to happen after all this time later. Here's here's the Mandalorian, right? Was the Mandalorian not like fucking like such a fantastic new thing you know it wasn't like taken from any books anywhere you know like it was it was its own kind of uh uh, uh creative uh uh content you know like n i feel like the mcu has this problem where it feels like it has to if it's not from a comic we're not going to deal with it and we're going and just like you said we're going down a checklist right and like they have a, a formula to how things work in that formula. They've done it so much it's gotten stale for me over time. And some of writing is just stupid. Like, 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 like I, like I was saying the whole Nick Fury, this is my mess. I got to clean it up and then I'm going to leave again, leaving behind a bigger mess for the scrolls who are now going to be hunted down and killed along with innocent people that might also aren't scrolls anymore, but t random terrorists think they are. So I'm going to kill them. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, in and, and and that ending might be a little bit more believable of of them of people randomly being killed. If I felt the paranoia 
that exists in the comic version and, and but does not exist for me at all in the television series, you know? Like, the whole end with Nick and Gravik, right, having the talk at the end, the whole time I knew that wasn't Nick Fury. I knew that was probably Gaia the entire... That was not a surprise to me. Like, come on. Like, I don't know. It, it, it feels weak, I guess. So another topic of conversation that's popped up is like, well, how long has Rhodey been a scroll? How long mm -hmm. has what's his name? Uh, Martin Freeman's character agent. Uh, I always forget his name, dude. Uh, uh, the colonizer. Ross. Remember? Ross. Favorite Ross. Agent Ross. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's him. That's him. So it's like, oh, how long has Rhodey been in a, in a scroll? How long has Ross been a scroll? You know, it's like, well, fuck, I don't know, dude. They like who like who knows how long they've been down there for, you know. Who knows, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's also one of those things where it's like, at times. Because it's six episodes, they don't have a lot of time, so it feels rushed at times. Like when, uh, yeah, I mean, the, not even the, the fact that it's just six episodes, but the fact that they're so short. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, I remember watching the finale, and I was like, I'm like, it's over already, and I look at the time; it's only been like thirty three, like thirty three minutes or something. I'm like, bro, how is your finale only going to be thirty three minutes? Like. I get that. I guess we're now in an age of TV where like episodes are not set to a strict half hour rank, uh, you know, length or you know hour length or whatever. Like they're kind of just however long it takes for you to tell your story. But even then, I don't feel like these shows have done well at that so far. Mm. I, at least that's how I feel about it. I don't know. Yeah, the whole, like, Gravik being betrayed in New Strollos, right? When the, And they try to kill him. There's no build-up to that. It just happens after he does one thing. And it's like, you guys followed this dude for this long. He does one thing, and all of a sudden you turned on him? It's just not good writing. And then we don't even see him. He, like, kills fucking everybody, I guess, in that, in the fucking town because we just see bodies everywhere and i i feel like you could have if you had more episodes or, or used your time more wisely that you did have uh or made it longer you could have built that instead of here's this <laughs> sudden but inevitable betrayal like i don't know it just felt really out of left field for me at times when it did stuff like mm. that um And and I am going to bring this up, uh, which is like um, the Secret Invasion director said something about not feeling bad or, or, or about disappointing Marvel fans because he says, is it our job to fulfill their expectations? Yes, it is your job. That's your whole job is to make uh, content, isn't it? Don't you want to uh, make like otherwise, what's the point of making anything like I don't get it. I don't understand that that take on it. Or what he actually meant.
But like so creating what, so a what, what was the thing he said, really? Let me get the exact quote for you here. Okay. How about that? I'll just read the whole quote yeah. instead of just the, the hotline. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the director behind Secret Invasion has said he doesn't feel bad about garnering some disappointing reviews from some, in quotes, rabid Marvel fans. I don't feel like I'm a, a rabid Marvel fan, so I, I'm fine to kind of still disappointed in it. Um... Uh, having just watched the final installment of the long-awaited MCU series air on Disney+, Plus, the sixth episode of the limited series clocked up a critical rating below 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. However, director Ali Salim uh, yep. has responded and said he doesn't pay attention to reviews, and when asked about a certain back, uh, amount of backlash to the aspects of the MCU series, he says, I don't know, is it our job to fulfill expectations or to tell the story that we're telling? Um... Uh, he says I don't read reviews with all due respect for me I view all the storytelling work I do as a dialogue with the, uh, with an audience uh, when the show is finished and put up on the screen that's my half of the dialogue and the audience then starts their half of the response to it Projects resonate with different people at different times for different reasons, and Marvel has very has a very devoted, even rabid fan base who have expectations, and when their expectations aren't fulfilled, they move in other directions. They give it a thumb da thumbs down. He says, I don't know, is it our job to fulfill ex their expectations or to tell the story that we're telling? So it's a tricky thing. Um, yeah, I, like, fulfill expectations, like, not necessarily, but creating a meaningful story that's coherent and doesn't have contradictions. I mean, that's that's kind of the job, right? Like, like they should have created a, a for Secret Invasion. I feel a, like a paranoid atmosphere if you're going to take on that name, and they 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 advertise it almost like it's supposed to be this paranoid atmosphere, and it's not that. And so I think, yeah, I think he failed at his job. I to be honest with you, if that's what they're trying to. To tell um like i don't know like i i kind of see his point but at the same time like you're dealing like i understand there's going to be a, a sect of fans that are going to be jerks probably no matter what you do but i also don't necessarily like that response that he has either about um you know is it our job to fulfill their expectations? I kind of feel like that is your job a little bit. Like, to make a product that, at the very least, kind of makes sense and coherency, right? Like, am I wrong? Am I reading that wrong, maybe? I don't know. That's just kind of what I'm getting, saying off the top of my head when I read that. No, I mean... Like, whenever you have people trying to, like adapt something from in this case a comic to a show you or the creatives obviously want to do their own take on it their own version of it and i mean you have to because like there's no way that you could one for one do Secret mm -hmm. Invasion. 
um it's just not possible you know um so it's it it's is it's rough you know because like you're you're never gonna hundred percent satisfy everybody you know and what what you can try to you can only try to do well you can the only thing you can try to do is your best right and your best is what's what's the what's what's the phrase i'm trying to say here um not everybody may agree with it right like whatever you think the best version of what this could be somebody else might look at that and be like this is not anywhere near what i think it is or you know so i don't know it's being a creative i think is just difficult because I mean, it's it's difficult in general, but like whenever you're adapting something that's already well established and well loved, like something like Marvel is, you know, it's always gonna be a a, a rough time. But I don't know, man. Just yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I don't. You, you try your best, and 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 you, you, not everybody's gonna agree with it, but but you, you hope to. You hope that uh, you know. You at least did some things uh right or yeah you know it's just similar but and i get what you mean though for sure i think it's just like when you take the name on of something right like a secret invasion i'm gonna bring up another show here that i don't want to but i'm going to bring it up anyway uh the witcher tv series right mm. you're taking on the name of the witcher or the name of secret invasion and that is going to come with certain expectations. And when you are adapting a thing, it is your job to capture some of those expectations and try to in, uh, grab those, uh, what made that great and improve things uh, in your adaptation of that thing, right? And I bring up The Witcher because it has obviously, in my estimation failed terribly at that to the point where they 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 literally talk shit about henry cavill at times and i think it is ridiculous and i think the showrunner should be ashamed um uh and and that so when he says things like he said here about this well this project came with certain expectations you should have known that when you took the job and it's going to come with fans uh with those expectations you your job i feel like should have been like to try to capture those the essence of what made that great and improve things right i think they did the opposite of that because they took a thing that should have been a paranoid secret agent who can we trust who can we not type thriller and turned it into just this is boring to me you know at times long periods of times where it's just not uh really grabbing me and i think some of the writing doesn't make sense and things like that you mean to tell me that a a, a comic book with a, an unstoried history makes more sense to me than a than a mcu tv series with six episodes yeah it, it did um so like I don't know, man. Those are just kind of like some of the things that are going on in my mind when I read what the creative people have to say about this and expectations 
Well, you if you didn't want those expectations of a, of a secret invasion from the comics, then maybe it should have a different name. You know? Like, just saying. Because this, this, I don't think, is worthy of being called Secret Invasion. You know? Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Well, all that's so, off the cuff, guys, too. So <laughs> cut me some slack. <laughs> you kind of mentioned Gravik briefly a little bit earlier, but how'd you feel about, like, Gravik as, like, a villain? And, like, you know, like you said earlier, like, just being the reason why he's so upset basically is because of fury and and you know not keeping his promise or whatever yeah and that's another thing that we don't like i think the actor's fine uh, i think mm -hmm. the issue is like the motivation basically yeah so behind what he's behind what he's getting all his people to do right yeah so what we get in the show is like Young Nick Fury is like using scrolls in his uh, special operations with S.H.I.E.L.D. and sending them on missions and getting them to kill people. We're told about all this. We're never shown really any of it other than when he's like, this is Gravik. We see the introduction of Gravik. I feel like the, the, the motivation is kind of weak when we don't see his kind of descent. Because all it comes down is, Nick, you didn't keep your word, so I'm all mad now, and I'm going to kill everybody. You know what I mean? As opposed to, like, seeing how taking human life might affect uh, somebody like Gravik. Or how he's kind of is, the scrolls in general are, used by Nick Fury in all these special clandestine operations around the world, right? All that stuff is implied. We've never shown any of it. So what you get is the end product instead of seeing how we get there um, and seeing how this person is kind of gone kind of insane or have to develop this um, terroristic type ideology uh, about it. All It all comes down to, Nick, you didn't keep your promise, right? Like, that's the yeah. thing. Um, so I feel like the, it's another one of those things where better writing you, if you had better writing, you can probably get away with that. But here, it's it's if you don't get the good writing of that, you just get the. You remember this face, Nick? It's the one of the first people you sent me to the kill, you know, and like, and the, that's kind of like the only, yeah, you know, like. That that that's kind of weaker there with 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 the. On, on the graphic side, I guess. Um, he's a he's a villain. He's a villain without uh, us really getting to see why he's got his kind of motive and, and villain. Even and then, on uh, I was going to say, even Love and Thunder gave us uh, getting let us saw Christian Bale and how he kind of fell and became what he becomes. Right, this show doesn't even really show us that with Gravik necessarily. Like, what's his breaking point where he really turns on Nick? I feel like you could have shown us a flashback there that may have helped us establish with it a little bit. But, hey. What are you going to say, sir? No, just, like, yeah, we... So, going back to Fury also, like, we got to see that he has a wife. Mm-hmm. That has been kind of just around for a very long time, and just didn't know about um because obviously he's off doing his thing 
Um, I do like that. I do. That is one part of the show I do like is Nick having a wife and the interactions with her character as well between Nick and her. Uh, I do. I do think yeah. that's good. I do like that. Everybody knows I'm a sucker for a love story. And they don't always get me kind of one over on that. So uh, I, do, I do find that interesting. I think it's a cool choice. I mean, we haven't even mentioned, like, uh, we talked about Talos, like, leaving, you know, or, or not leaving, but you know what I mean. Getting, mm-hmm. getting popped. But Maria Hill, dude, right off the bat, just gets dropped. Like, yeah, they made it seem like she was going to be a main character, which, you know, good, good misdirection on their part, I guess. But at the end of the episode, you're like, oh, maybe she's not actually dead. They're like, and guest starring. <laughs> oh man, that was uh that, that that was that was quite something man. Yeah. Yeah, they had to set stakes, I guess, for right off the bat, man, which I mean, I thought it was like when I first saw that, I was like, "Oh, this is this this is okay. This is going to be interesting series if this is how we're starting off, you know." Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, because like I wasn't even sure if she was like dead, dead. Because you know the whole—that's the whole thing of like, oh, ever you know who's who's a scroll, who's not. Like, is she is that actually her? Is that actually not? So that's kind of how I was at the beginning. But obviously, you know, by the end of the episode, you're like, oh, well, no, it, it, it's actually her. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I—it sucks that we had to lose. You know, we lost her, but I mean. At some point, it was going to happen, I'm sure, right? Uh, yeah. With, with with all these characters, at a certain point, you're just, you know, some of these actors have been working on these movies and shows for for years. I mean, Colby Smulders has been on since what? Shit. Phase one. But I'm trying to remember what, like, the first thing she showed up in, I know she was in Avengers, but like, was she in anything before that? Was it Avengers? I I don't know if it was anything before Avengers. I th- I think maybe I I don't I don't know. May I I don't know. I don't remember. But Avengers is like either. the first clear thing I remember seeing her in. Yeah, same. So maybe it was that. So yeah, she's been in it since then, man. And it's like, I get it. It's like <laughs> you know Chris Evans and uh, Robert Downey with with iron man and, and cap right like eventually like these you know these actors and actresses are just gonna want to have to be like I, you know I, I did my i did my time you know yeah uh, it's time for me to move on so Makes i just kind of wish it for a character <laughs> why do the agents of shields get the shitty end of the sticks stick when it comes to deaths right like <laughs> at least colson is kind of what happens with him but I want them to to kind of have like a, a more heroic death, I guess, for somebody that's been around for so long. Um, I get that that is not how the world works, but that's why we watch fucking superhero movies, right? To have these great uh, uh, moments with these characters. So I don't know. I felt like a character that's been around for so long, she kind of deserved a a bigger moment to. 
it's a thing that happens in tabletop a lot where it's like give this character if this character's gonna die give them a moment to shine before they go you know and it's like well if she was gonna die i wish she'd had a bit more of a moment to shine before she went you know so um like at least talos when he's killed you know he breaks the president's fucking bulletproof window and gets gets him out before he's you know knocked off um the only thing that kind of happens with Maria Hill is that she sees uh, herself get shot by Nick Fury, you know? Like, I don't know, which is not Nick Fury, it's it's graphic. So, I don't know, it's okay, I guess. I, I, I just kind of want, I always want more from characters that are meant to be kind of heroic, so it kind of sucked, I guess, for me. Um... I hate to see her go, especially because it's like... Obviously, you hate to see people that have been there, like, and that you like from the start, kind of leave. But she's gotta... She's gotta move on out. I just wish she'd gotten a little bit more room to shine, is all. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Yeah, it's going back to the agent stuff. I was expecting, like, uh, Agent Brand. You remember her from the comics? I was like, maybe, maybe she'll show up at some point for something? Nope. Nope. Uh, but I did like Sonia. Sonya yeah. Fallsworth. Olivia she Coleman's a great. great. character, played by Olivia Coleman. Fantastic. Definitely one of my favorite uh, new characters. Uh... And the way that her and Gaia kind of linked up at the end there is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, so the thing I think the thing that struck me with Olivia Coleman as that character is like, do you remember when in, when we watched Casablanca or we watched some of these older type movies, the dialogue is quick yeah. and snappy. That's exactly how her character is. Her character is quick, snappy, no nonsense. It feels almost like a. a the way she acts is almost like a throwback to those older movies where she's always got something smart to say and it's always really quick and it's always really sharp and it's always really good. So Olivia Coleman, like probably after uh, Ben Mendelsohn is like the next best thing for me, um, uh, which is why I didn't say, oh, she's a good reason why I'm watching the show because I was like, well, they'll probably kill her off if I have that thought again. So I stopped thinking that. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I thought, uh, I thought she was great. I, 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 uh, I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed her, uh, thoroughly as a, as that character. Yeah, she was great. Like I said, I really don't have any issues. I said earlier, I don't really have any issues with the acting. Like there's, that's not a problem I had at all with the show. Mm -hmm. Um, what's funny about Olivia Coleman is that. I just saw her in something else not that long ago, you know, like, oh, yeah. And it was like, right, right before, like, Secret Invasion started. And then she showed up and then I was like, hey, it's Olivia Colbert. I just saw her in this other thing, you know. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. That's. uh Yeah, I don't know. Secret Invasion, man. What did you have like? I know you said it was all pretty like eh for you, but was there any episode in particular that stood out, or was it all just because you 
Because I watched this week to week, but you watched it kind of like all like you binged it, right? Is that is that how you? How you I watched it? so I watched the first two episodes kind of week to week, and then I uh, I kind of fell off watching it because I like I said I've I've gotten kind of cold. So I don't know. I posted in like the Marvel channel a few weeks ago on your Discord where I was like. You know, I'm really not feeling the, like the superhero stuff lately, and that was kind of right around watching Secret Invasion. I, I think that's kind of what prompted it was watching Secret Invasion, and so I kind of fell off of it. And then I knew I knew I was gonna have to watch it because we have it on the calendar, and I, I still wanted to do the sh I still wanted to do the show on it, obviously. Um, yeah. And then the power thing happened. Uh, as right. well, and that kind I mean, of obviously, there's nothing you do about that, so you know, you just, yeah. And uh, I was gonna watch it, so that was the thing is, I was gonna watch during that week and get caught up, and then that happened, <laughs> so uh, uh, so sense. yeah, I kind of ended up binging the next uh, uh, the next episodes, four episodes all at once. Um, do I have a favorite episode, uh, or if there's uh, I don't. I don't know if I have necessarily have a favorite episode. I have a couple of moments I like, which you like, when Nick is gearing up in that second to last episode at the end in the in that graveyard, mm -hmm. and getting like the eye getting patch and yeah, coat stuff back, yeah. and it, and he it, it starts to walk away and it's playing the theme because I actually really like the theme of the show, like the main theme of the show. Um, yeah, that's a good moment, yeah. And it, and it, it like cuts like I like that Nick part Fury's of the back. show. Yeah. yeah. It's like this is the Nick we know. So um other yeah, than that, some things some things really stood out for me, like yeah. all the the interactions was like Rhodey and, and Nick, you know? Mm -hmm. And then like Talos and Nick when they were like in the car, that that shit had me cracking up, man. That was so funny. Yeah, I I do like a lot of the some Talos of those, and some Nick of those interactions moments. for sure. And then just a lot of the Olivia Coleman, uh, Sonia Fallsworth stuff was really good. So that those are kind of the things that stood out for me. Uh, Bensley, uh, Kingsley Benadir was fine as Gravik. He never really did anything that made me be like, "Wow, man, what a, what a villain," you know. But that might may have just been what they made had him work with, you know. So, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, but I mean, like I said, he's gonna play Bob go Marley in that Bob Marley movie. He is, um, yeah, yeah, he's gonna be Bob Marley. Um, but yeah, for me, just overall, just kind of, kind of under, just overwhelm, uh, underwhelming, dude. Like, yeah. Again, I don't want to say it's bad or terrible, but like, I don't, I don't know, man. Just there was there, yeah. There was just something missing, yeah. Like, and we and we talked about like the comic, you know, stuff, the differences. I mean, obviously, it's hugely different, and you can't. You know, we already mentioned all that stuff, but yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like they could have done more here in the MCU, and and again, just one of the issues that I keep having with all these Disney Plus shows is that they're too the episodes are too damn short, man. They're too damn short. I just because it always feels like they're building up to something, and then when they end it on the last episode, they just they have to like do it really quickly because you know yeah. got half an hour to do it all. It's like why do that? I don't, I don't like that, man. Well, that's why, like, in storytelling, hit, you, you build to a climax, right? And they build to a climax. And then, but the thing is, like, 
You're supposed to go downhill afterwards, right? A little bit. It doesn't... For me, it always crashes. Like, it's like, here's Climax, and then, boop. You know? Like, it just fucking ends. It falls flat. Like, completely. Whereas, like, there's no de-escalation. We're escalating, escalating, Climax, de-escalation, de-escalation. That's kind of how you build in a story, right? With MCU stuff, it's always like, build, 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 Climax, crash. You know? Like, it, it just kind of ends. And I think... They need to really look at that formula and look at like the de-escalation part of it because it just falls flat. And it all is falling flat like almost every time for me at times. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know how else to, to kind of put it. Um, yeah, I, th I think they should kind of look at that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so I mean that's that's pretty much my thoughts on uh, on Secret Invasion, man. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add on to what we've uh, already kind of discussed? I mean, I don't I don't really have much else to say. I don't have a lot this. to say, but Amelia Clark played Gaia, and I thought she was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She... Just <laughs> it was her name. It was funny seeing the the CG on her though, when like yeah, you know, the whole switch happens. She's got like the Drax arm or the big arm or whatever. I'm like, that just looks silly, dude. It look no, she. <laughs> oh, you gave me you you opened my third eye. Um, you made me remember. Yeah, hey man, say this is this is the time, dude. Because the, the, you know, there's a point it. where like right after she first changes and her arm changes and she starts walking, and I was like, why does she have a baby arm? Because it looks so small. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, she's got a baby arm. I was like, this looks so bad. She's like, a tiny <laughs> woman, though, dude. She's a tiny, tiny girl. I know that, but this was like... This was not like... If you've ever seen American Dad, in, in, in one of the episodes, uh, uh, Stan loses his legs, and Roger puts some alien goo on his legs to regrow his legs and he gets little baby legs and he's and and they <laughs> roger says this is my partner baby legs a hula hand all i could think of was oh, like man. this is baby arms a hula hand <laughs> because even though it's mutated right it should look big it looks yeah I, it looks not even normal it looks smaller than it should be and it just looks weird and all i could think is like baby legs a hula hand <laughs> Uh, and like that moment made me think the CG is just, uh, I was like, oh, I'm not looking forward to the rest of this. If this looks that bad. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot more to say. <laughs> Secret that's invasion. I, mean, we... uh, I think that's a good stopping point. Also, I'm kind of hungry, DT, and I don't know about you. So yeah. let's just go ahead no, and wrap, we'll wrap can, this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll 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 do that. Uh, that's Secret Invasion, Marvel Secret Invasion. Um, let, let me know what you guys think about it. Um, cause yeah, it's uh, it. that was the most recent thing we had, and of course we wanted to. Check it out and talk about it, especially since we read the comics earlier this year to prep for this. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. DT, I'm going to throw it over to you so you can say your goodbyes, sir. I'm going to throw you up. You're on the main right. screen. Thank you guys for watching and hanging out and 
all that good stuff uh we'll see you guys next time thank you for being here uh what is coming up for me i'm gonna be playing some random games this week uh now that i finish assassin's creed unity on stream i just want to do like a just play whatever next few days so i'm gonna be playing all kinds of stuff so come check out the stream and yeah we'll see you guys next week on the clockwork cantina have a good one everybody we'll see you next time bye all right guys thank you so much for watching the show uh and uh checking us out um coming up for me i think we're gonna try to get back to our normal schedule tomorrow with uh, final fantasy and then Baldur's Gate drops on Thursday. I'm going to have to download that, but we'll probably start playing that as well because I really want to stream it, I think. And I haven't decided 100% sure how I'm going to do it. Like, it might be a Baldur's Gate stream and then a Final Fantasy 16 stream and then a Baldur's Gate stream and, you know, just kind of alternate back and forth. Uh, because the storm really set me back i was hoping to have final fantasy 16 complete unfortunately the storm happened and uh kind of really ruined those plans uh if you guys like the show follow subscribe all that stuff down below uh make sure to subscribe to dt's channel as well he'll, he'll be the one hosting the show on youtube um we'll see you guys uh, next week and take it easy, take care of yourselves, love each other, all that good stuff. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.